Michigan High School Football. And this game is underway. Michigan. Welcome to another sports night on the castle. I am Ted Patel, my partner Chris McMillan, and we're over here at the Nicanese Athletic Complex in Corona. It'll be the Chesapeake Indians, the defending state champions in Division 4, taking on the Corona Cavaliers here, and this one should be one whale of a contest, Macker. Well, the championship usually travels through one of these schools, Ted, as history tells us. Absolutely. The history of these two squads, very, very impressive with uh, the whole field being pretty much of a factor. Corona holds an 11-8 record here at the Nick, while Chesanine 11-9-1 at Morning Morningstar Field. It's going to be a head-knocking affair here, brought to you by some outstanding Castle corporate sponsors and some others. Our corporate sponsors again tonight include Chevy Olds Cadillac, Oaks Insurance, Meyer of Corona, Centel Credit Union, Bela Contractors, Owasso Tractor Parts and Supply, and Cartronics. We'll be back with further pregame information, but first, take a close listen to this. CenturyTel provides a complete line of a communication solutions for your home or business from local exchange, long-distance internet, and now featuring high-speed DSL internet access. CenturyTel. CenturyTel dials up high speed and so do the Indians and the Cavaliers. We welcome Owasso Tractor Parts as a new sponsor. When you need tractor parts, there's simply no better source than Owasso Tractor Parts for big farm and industrial machinery. They either have the parts you need in stock or they can locate them on their national parts locator, even the hardest to find parts. Visit their website, www.owassotractorparts.com. Owasso Tractor Parts, owned by Bob Bumgrass at 6990 West M21, five miles west of Owasso. Well, we have a huge crowd here on hand for this game tonight. You can imagine that they are just waiting to see who is going to stamp themselves as the Mid-Michigan Conference B Division Championship contenders. Now, we are going to have some extra bonus coverage for all you listeners tonight. It's homecomings out in a couple of areas that we have the Castle crew live and on remote. We'll be at New Lothrop, where Burton Bendel will take on the undefeated New Lothrop Hornets, and we'll bring you all the live scoring updates from that facility. And then also, up in St. Charles, the state champs from 1998, they're having a homecoming against Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary, and we will also keep you up to date on that one, and also the other scores from throughout the mid-Michigan area. We'll have your uh, starting lineups here in just a moment or two. Just to recap last year's contest, Chesanine was down 14-7 early in that game at Morningstar Field, but then they roared past Corona 41-14 on uh, that night. Uh, Brent Basham set a school record with 268 yards passing. He was 16 for 28. 
but this year it's a little bit different type of Chesapeake team. They've really been struggling a little bit to find that passing game. They got out of the gates very slow, 0-2 against a couple of fine teams now. we got to remember that. Montrose, another state championship contending team, and Class A Lapeer East. So that record at 2-2, two a two, little bit deceiving here for the Indians, and they're now, more importantly to their head coach, Jim Zappin, 2-0 and oh in the conference. So this is a biggie. Well, conference games are what it's all about when you do play in a conference, and as you said, they opened up with two very good football teams. Stick with us at halftime. We will, uh, again, as we mentioned, check in at some of the other locations, and we'll also give you a little preview of what will follow tonight, the Sports Forum. We'll be back on the airways from uh, 10 until midnight. We'll get into all the big college games tomorrow and also pro football on uh, Sunday. And uh, we'll take a look at maybe some of the Major League Baseball matchups. And one of our topics we're going to get into tonight, we want you to think about this one. Magic Johnson being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame today. And if you were going to start an NBA franchise with any player of all time, who would it be? Would it be Magic Johnson? Maybe Larry Bird? Maybe Michael, the greatest player of all time, many people say. Maybe Wilt Chamberlain. Give that some thought and give us a call tonight at... 989-729-1925, and then we'll find out uh, who your pick is. But more importantly right now, for all you listeners, I'm sure, it is the big matchup, Corona, Chessonine. Something's got to give here at the Nick, and we'll tell you the starting lineups here in just a moment, right after this from some more of our great sponsors. Find out why so many people make the Baker College choice. Get all the information by calling a Baker rep to answer questions about your area of interest. From one learning institute to another, Baker College is proud of the accomplishments of the Owasso Trojans and the Corona Cavaliers and the Chesting Indians. The good folks at Cartronics of Owasso provide the sports posse with cell phones for use of sports broadcasts on the castle. Cartronics has locations in Owasso, Flint, Howell, and Midland. Give them a call for all your Verizon wireless needs. 1-800-426-6832. Well, you couldn't ask for a better evening uh, weather-wise for any kind of outdoor activity. It's probably somewhere around uh, 65, 70 degrees, a little overcast, not a lot of wind, and it's uh, ideal football conditions for high school football. And this is going to be a good one. We've been looking forward to this one for quite some time, and I'm sure both of these teams had this one red-lettered on their schedule. Chesedine has won the toss, and they have elected to receive, and they will defend the south goal. So we'll give you the uh, Chesedine Indian starting offensive lineup here for you. Starting at center will be big Jonathan Bishop. He's a 5'11", 210-pound senior. Getting the start at one guard. He's uh, filling in for Mac Mishler, who is injured, and the injury bug really has hit the Indians this year. Derek Milbrandt will get the start at uh, right guard. Right tackle will be Jacob Hennigy, or I mean, uh, left guard will be Jacob Hennigy, the 285-pound 12th grader. Jason Strakota getting a start at left tackle on the right side. Andrew, ha- Andrew uh, Hasse at one end will be A.J. Guerrero. On the other side will be Justin Schneider. Brent Haney will be lining up tight. Tyler Alden, the quarterback here for the Chesapeake Indians, 5'10", 160 pounds. He is a senior and very, very quick. Also in the backfield, Craig Weisenberger. He is a standout in the secondary for the Indians. Also a very fine runner and receiver. He'll be at one uh, slot back. And getting the start tonight, Steve Korf. He'll be lined up in the backfield out of the shotgun next to Tyler Alden. He is a 5'11", 200-pound senior. And they had a little bit of a scare with uh, Steve. He had some uh, heart palpitations, and there was some real concern on uh, what the situation was there. But he got all checked out by the medical staff, and he's ready to go. Corona will start off 
on defense, and they'll run their 5-2 at the nose. Will be big, Marty Jandik. Jandik, a six foot three, 300 pounder. Inside tackles next to him will be Nick Davis at 155 pounds, and John Moore, a 220 pound junior. The defensive ends, Joe Zadunik and Carson Colbury. Two linebackers, and they love to hit, and that's nothing new here in Seatown. Ryan Leslie will be one linebacker. He's only a sophomore, and Tom Butcher, the senior linebacker, on the other side. In the umbrella secondary, Don Skodak and Nathan Lefevre get the start at the corners. Mitch Louch and John Skodak will be the safeties. We're ready to get football underway. Let's roll, Chris McMillan. Okay. Cavaliers will kick off. It's David Graham uh, to boot it down to the Indians. Deep for Chessonine. Steve Korf standing right at the goal line, the all-league kicker from a year ago. Graham will approach. Cavaliers wearing all black tonight. Black socks, pants, and a jerseys. Gold helmets in the white numerals. Chesney in the white jerseys. Black helmets and black pants trimmed in orange. Corp fields it, then drops it at the goal line. Picks it back up at the 5. Comes this way. The 10. The 15. Shows good speed. 20. And then run out of bounds at the 25-yard line by the Cavaliers' John Moore. So good return and good quickness there by Steve Corp. Got to be some sort of relation to our longtime buddy Ron Korf, huh? Well, yeah, we won't blame him for that, though. Of course, Ron Korf, a Hall of Famer in the auto sales industry. Now in basketball, too. Oh, absolutely. Most fouls committed in a season <laughs> and career. Most spitwads on the floor, too. Chesity coming out now, their first play from scrimmage. Just underway here from the Nick in Corona. The Indians send A.J. Guerrero way out on the far side. They're going from right to left as we look at it. They go to an offset eye in the backfield. Tyler Alden over center. A little bit of a surprise here right out of the gates. Here is the handoff to Weisenberger. Weisenberger up the middle, breaks one tackle, gets to the outside. 35, 40-yard line, and gets it all the way up to about the 44-yard line. Brought down by Lefevre and John Skodek right out of the gates. Craig Weisenberger on the little trap play. Good yardage. 19 yards to be exact, and that right side of that offensive line just blew the Cavaliers off the ball there. So the initial first down on the first play from scrimmage for the Chesanine Indians, the defending state champions from a year ago in Division Four. Again, they go to the eye. Power this way. One wide out on each side of the field. First and ten from the 43-yard line. It's Alden on the option himself, and then he is barely tripped up by John Skodak. His brother Don was there to make sure that Tyler Alden was down. He may have lost a yard on that attempt to get around the, the near side end. The big improvement on this current team this year from past years is defensively, and they're going to be tested tonight. No score in this one. 45 seconds into it from Nick and East Athletic Complex in Corona, Michigan. It was parents' night here before the game. All the seniors and their parents were introduced, and it's young Cavalier cheerleader night. They're all over the track down below us. Second down and 11 now. Alden. The dive play, it goes to Korf, and he is stacked up at the middle of the line there. Marty Jandik was in on the tackle. Don Skodak and also Nathan Leslie, the sophomore linebacker, all swarm of the ball carrier, Steve Korf, that time. Yeah, you're going to want to put Chesney in a lot of third and long, and they're going to get their first shot right here. You're hearing all this action exclusively on Z92.5, the castle, your home of high school sports here in mid-Michigan area. Alden looks over to the sideline. He'll send two wideouts over on the far side. Also goes to two here this way. It's a passing situation, third and nine from his own 44-yard line. He takes a snap, fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, tries to get around the right end, and he's running hard, gets to midfield. He's going to be about three yards shy of the first down marker. Mitch Louch in there quickly on the hit along with Donnie Skodak and Marty Jandik. 
I was going to say decision time, but there's no decision to be made here by Coach Jim Zappin as he's going to boot the ball down to the Cavaliers right now and try to play some field position. Punter for the Indians will be Jonathan Bishop. He's standing at his own 38-yard uh, line. Deep for Corona will go John Skodak and Nathan Lefevre. Both very excellent receivers off the punt and also very quick. Low snap. Bishop picks it up off the turf and boots a high spiraling kick. Lefevre fields it at the 7 and then goes down to a knee there. So the Cavaliers will have it first and 10 deep in their own territory. Offensively for Corona, they'll snap the ball with Brian Humble. Two guards will be Joe Zadunik and Chad Riley. The tackles Tommy Butcher and Tim Caswell. Brandon Moore will also see a lot of action there on that offensive line. At a wide out, maybe the best receiver here in the Mid-Michigan Conference, Matt Burns will be on one side. Brandon Ward will be the tight end. Flanker back will be Pete Shannon and the quarterback potential all-leaguer, depending on maybe how this game ends up. Kyle Clough, the senior quarterback. John Skodek and John Strine behind him in the backfield. Clough comes up over center. The Cavaliers send out three wide receivers now. Clough Hands it off up the middle. It's on the turf. Strine coughs it up, and it's recovered by the Indians at about the 15-yard line. So immediately, the first turnover and field position pays off for the Indians. I didn't even get a chance to set their defense as Strine coughs it up. And the Indians now are in great field position here to operate, Chris. Yeah, after a nice eight-yard gain, the old bugaboo hits the Cavaliers, putting the ball on the grass. Well, as is the case in any big game, you cannot turn that pigskin over to the other team. Turnover ratio, very, very huge. Indians go back to their spread. Two wideouts each way. Korf standing next to Tyler Alden. First and ten, Chesanine from the Corona 15. Here is the trap play to Korf on the draw. Up the middle, close to the five-yard line and close to an Indian first down. Brought down by Mitch Louch and Ryan Leslie. But the guys up front for Chesanine doing a great job. Second down and a long yard. The Indians going sort of to the hurry up here. Alden looks over to the sideline. They don't huddle up. They'll go second and a yard, the ball at the six. Again, out of the gun. Korf lined up on the left side of quarterback Tyler Alden. He takes the handoff going right. In the grasp of Mitch Louch coming up quickly on the tackle. Also there and on the hit was defensive end Joe Zadunik. It's going to be close to a first down. Uh, no indication yet if they're going to bring out the chains. Looks like it's going to be third and about a half a yard. Can run anything in this kind of situation. Sure could. Coach Jim Zappin, now in his seventh year, 56 and 17, and a couple of state championships. Pretty lofty credentials there. Third and short from right around the five-yard line of Corona. Alden takes the snap, keeps it himself, dives forward. Let's see if they give him progress. It's going to be close after they unpile. He is stacked up by the whole front wall. Marty Jandik, the first one there, but he got just enough. And it's first end goal, Chesedine. 8.17 to go here in the first quarter here on the Castle. Sports Forum to follow. It's Extreme FM Sports Talk, 10 until midnight from the Castle Studios. So you're going to want to keep it locked right here all the way up till midnight. First and goal from the four. Alden hands it to Korf. He dives. He's close. It is very close, but I think he's just shy of the end zone. Maybe a yard away. And it's right now been all Chesanine here in the early going. 
Cavaliers had their hands on the ball just for one play from scrimmage, and they coughed it up deep in their own territory. Chesedine trying to knock it into that north end zone. No score. Second goal from the one. Alden on the sneak. He's into the end zone. Chesedine draws first blood here from Corona. A Tyler Alden quarterback sneak caps a 15-yard drive after the Cavalier turnover. As you said, 15 yards after that Cavalier turnover, and that is the result. Chesedine Indian touchdown. Couple mistakes there. You catch the punt inside your 10, and then you turn it over. Yep. Got to play smart against Chesedine. You don't want to play catch up against this team. So it'll be the Indians to attempt uh, the extra point. All the Indians are lined up here to the left except for the kicker and the holder, and now they go to the shift. It'll be uh, Brent Haney snapping the ball. Holding it will be Justin Schneider. The kicker will be Jonathan Bishop. Here's the snap. Bishop lines it up. Straight on kicker. It is up, and it is good. Just made it inside the right upright. So the Indians lead it over Corona here in this mid-Michigan B battle for first place. 7-0 right here on the castle. Central Credit Union is proud to introduce a new free saving program geared especially for kids 12 and under. It's called Planet M. Planet M uses fun space characters to help your child learn the value of money and to start saving. Find out more at Central Credit Union, West Main Street in Owasso. The Heritage House restaurant in Chesting is a landmark. It's a tradition, a historical treasure in one of the finest restaurants in all of Michigan. Call for reservations at 989-845-7700. Heritage House is a proud sponsor of the Chesting Indian tradition. Spagnola Confections Ice Cream and Candy in downtown Owasso. Ain't a dandy. 40 flavors of ice cream for you. Handmade chocolate-like turtles, clusters, and creams. Thing you can imagine only in your dreams, but they are real at Spagnola's. Best cashews, jelly bellies, gift baskets, and more. Even surprises in store. 117 East Main. Vic and Barb will be looking for you because they're a proud sports booster on 92.5, that is. Were you looking at me on purpose when you said jelly belly? That's what I want to know. Well, there were no jelly bellies there on uh, either the offense or defensive line for either team. Chesanine takes the early lead here over Corona, 7 to nothing. Here comes the kick. Watch out. They fake an onside kick. Now they go back. Any gimmick you might see, it'll happen in this game. Jonathan Bishop now sets his team and then goes back. Here comes the kick. High end over end kick fielded by John Skodak at the 10. The 15, 20, straight up the middle, 25. Puts the head down, 30-yard line, and then is tackled at about the 35. So Corona will have it in good field position at the 35. Defensively for Chesanine, they'll start at the nose. Jake Hennigy, Jacob Devereaux, and Sean Plansky get the start at the inside tackle. Steve Korf and Andy Hasse are the defensive ends. The linebackers are Brent Haney and Gordon McKinnon. And in the secondary, Tyler Alden and Craig Weisenberger are uh, the cornerbacks. Kyle Hollenbach and Justin Schneider are the safeties. Now, Weisenberger, one of the real fine cornerbacks in the entire mid-Michigan area. Excellent hands, and he's closing in on some records as far as interceptions are concerned. He had nine a year ago. He's going to get some looks tonight because Cavaliers are definitely going to be throwing that football. Fred will bring out Pete Shannon this way. It'll be Matt Burns on the far side. John Skodak, the lone back behind Kyle Clough. He gets the quick pitch and is coming this way on the power play. Gets one block, breaks a tackle, but then good a defensive pursuit there by the Indians. First one coming up quickly was uh, Jonathan Bishop, the nose tackle, coming up to make the hit. Pretty hard to stop that play when you got a back like John Skodak. Just a quick pitch around the end, five quick yards. 
You just know he's going to break one one of these times, too. He's, he's kind of like the Charles Rogers of Corona. They want to get the ball in his hands as much as they possibly can. Stride now will be the lone back behind Clough. It'll be Skodak in the far slot, kind of going left to right as we look at it. Two wideouts, one each way. Stride, a dive play up the middle is stacked up for no gain at all. Front wall of the Indians coming across quickly. Jacob Devereaux, first one there for the Indians. Also, Hennigy and Haney in on that tackle for Chesedine. 7-0, the Tribe leads it over Corona. It'll be third and five for Corona right now from their own 36-yard line. This time, Corona breaks their huddle. They'll send Burns out this way. Let's actually call it the 31-yard line where they have it. Man in the slot here next to Burns. Strain of the lone back. Clough going to the air. Spins away. Looking for somewhere to throw. Now dances around. Scrambles. Looking for a block. Breaks one tackle. Dives up and has a Cavalier first down. And credit that all to the skills of senior quarterback Kyle Clough. Well, that's the biggest reason I think this team's 4-0 is the play of their senior quarterback. What an excellent run that time. Nine yards. First down, Cavalier. He was trapped by a couple of uh, Indians in the backfield, but somehow he got out of that trouble, came around this way in front of the Cavalier bench, and gets just enough for a first down. So breathing room here for the Cavs. First and a 10 from their own 40-yard line as Clough breaks him out of the huddle. It'll be Burns coming this way. Beat Shannon goes out on the far side. It'll be Brandon Ward lining up tight on that side. Strine the lone back behind Clough. It's Kodak in motion. They hand it off to Strine. He goes between left guard and tackle and running for some hard yardage. He gets about three or four. Tripped up by Andy Hasse and Gordon McKinnon. Linebacker in on that one for the Indians. Chesedine coached by Jim Zappin. The Cavaliers mentor Steve Herrick now in his third year. His record 14-6 and six for all games. 4-0 on this season. Off to a great start. The Cavs finished 5-4 and four a year ago. Burns goes out on the far side right in front of the Chesedine bench. It'll be Shannon right down below us. Strine behind uh, Clough. Clough looking to throw a little tight end uh, look in and it was bobbled and dropped by Dan Hess, who was in the game that time, lined up tight. Couldn't quite haul it in. The pass was right there, and that was enough for first down yardage if he would have held on, but he didn't. It's worked all year for the Cavaliers, and it worked that time. Just couldn't hold on to the football. So it brings up a big third down now. Third and about six, the ball at the 44-yard line. Front of trails, Chesanine here on the castle. Seven to nothing. Indians recovered a Cavalier fumble on the first play from scrimmage. The Cavaliers had it at the 15-yard line. They took it into the end zone. Tyler Alden took in the sneak. PAT was good by Jonathan Bishop. That's right where we're at right now, midway through this first. Clough, quick pitch to Skodak. Skodak looking to throw in the halfback option. No one open. Now tries to get around the far side end. Getting past one would-be tacker. Now he breaks past the guy and a first down for runoff. John Skodak again to make some huge play there. So we had Clough, a very similar play a moment ago. And remember, Skodak, his sophomore year, was the quarterback for this Cavalier team. Well, that's how teams get to be 4-0, Mr. Patel. They have talented athletes, and the Crenna's got a couple of them, and their quarterback and their tailback. Let's check in with the Castle Sports Center and the Bartman, see what else is going on out there. Uh, this is Andy Flynn reporting from New Lothrop for 92.5 JSC. We are in the first quarter, and certain Bendel deep in their own territory try to roll out with a quarterback, and Tom Brown 
sacked the quarterback in the end zone for a safety, and Elothrop is on the board first, and they are ahead 2-0 with 5.51 remaining in the first quarter. This is a series that's been 22 games between these two teams that have been split 11 each. San uh, Jose won nine out of the last 11, but Elothrop has the early lead. This is Andy Flynn reporting from Elothrop for 95 KSZ. Thank you for that one, Andy. And the New Lothrop Hornets hoping to uh, remain undefeated. The play we had here was a Kyle Clough keeper for about a five-yard gain. Ch- uh, Corona has it in Chesanine territory at about the 45-yard line, trailing the Indians 7 to nothing. Here is Godak with the keeper around the right side on the handoff, and he takes it to the 40-yard line. Going to be about a yard short. He was brought down by linebacker Gordy McKinnon. We also expect tonight to hear some reports from St. Charles. Big St. Charles. Saginaw Michigan, Lutheran, uh, Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary game tonight. I believe Bulldog Frank getting back into the radio biz tonight. Cavaliers will send Hess out on the far side. Two wide outs this way. Burn the nearest one to us. Out of the eye. Skodak gets the handoff. Goes around the left side. Crosses the 35. And it's hauled down from the behind. John almost broke that baby. But he was brought down, but it's enough for the first down. Jacob Devereaux was there in on the tackle for the Indians. Cavaliers starting to get this high-powered offense in gear. Down to three minutes to go here in our first quarter. You're hearing all this action live on Z92.5. Front of first and a ten. From about the 33-yard line. Here's Clough. The handoff, it goes to Strine, but we have whistles and we have flags. So while they sort this out, take a listen to this from our friends at the MHSAA. Educational athletics are about opportunities for everyone, not a training ground for the so-called next level in sports. The focus of these games should be on getting kids ready for the next level of life. High school sports, they're a privilege to play. A public service message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, Sportsnet Michigan, and the Castle. Well, Cavaliers are whistled and flagged for a false start, so they walk that one back five yards. It'll be first and 15 now. Ball at the 39-yard line of Chesanine. Kyle Clough quickly over to the sideline to get a play call from head coach Herrick. Coach Herrick again assisted by Buck Heine and Mark Clough here at the varsity level. Two wideouts this way. Shannon on the far side, and we're going to get another whistle and flag. This may be another false start on the Cavaliers. The referee coming over, and all of a sudden the Cavs going backwards. Again, false start. And the crowd over here on this side of the field not liking that too well. I don't know what he's doing with that measurement and holding his hands up. Is that the space between the linemen, or is that just lining up that far over the ball? I I guess they're lining up too close to uh, the football. There's that neutral zone, they call it, and they're a little too close to the ball, I guess. Clock is uh, moving, 2.25 to go here in this first quarter. Sports Forum to follow, 10 until midnight. The Bartman and the Rhino will get you off and rolling until I make my way back to the Castle Studios. A lot to get into this evening. 
Here comes Kyle Clough rolling this way, looking to throw, completes it up, and it's caught by uh, the tight end, uh, the receiver, hustling downfield, and that was actually Matt Burns on the reception. He has outstanding hands, and that ball was right there where it had to be, and Burns falls in the aerial. 30-yard completion from Clough to Burns, and the Cavaliers' offense is rolling despite being set back penalty-wise. First, first down now, Corona. We know we've seen this uh, Kyle Clough in operation. He not only can run, but he can throw the pigskin. Nice padded run by Burns, too. Set up in the in the zone there. Nice completion. One thing I like when I watch him catch the ball, too, he catches it on his hands. You know, it's none of this chest stuff. He catches it like you're supposed to. First and ten now. Corona from the 14-yard line of Chesney, and the Indians lead it seven to zip. Clough will keep it himself on the quarterback option. He's got some room to five. Touchdown, Kyle Clough from 14 yards out. The Cavs are within a point. And the Cavaliers got that explosive offense rolling that time. Despite the penalty on the kickoff, they go 75 yards in nine quick plays. Kyle Clough, the explosive senior quarterback, going the final ten. So it'll be David Graham into the ballgame to attempt to tie this one up. We would expect this one to be close all the way. These two rivals, the longest-running rivalry in the Mid-Michigan Conference. Here's the snap. Graham's kick is up, and it is good. And we're all knotted up at seven points apiece here from Corona. Corona and Chesanine, a minute 41 to go here in the first quarter. Let's see what else is going on out there in high school football land. Well, we've got a couple of first quarter scores. Ionia over Ovid Elsie, 16 to nothing. And Durand getting shut out by Alma right now. It's uh, Panthers 21, Durand 0 in the first. All right. Thanks for the work there, Bartman. And uh, we'll be back with the kickoff here from Corona right after this. Reeves Wheel Alignment and Tire Store, Mid-Michigan's Toya Tire Dealer, Toya rated number one in product quality. Reeves voted number one auto service center, tire dealer, and towing service in Shiawassee County. Need we say more? Yes. Reeves has been family owned and operated since 1948, and they are at 206 Southwater in Owasso. Sir Pizza and Chips Place, the official post-game pizza place. Great drinks, good fun. Great food, pasta, stromboli, breadsticks, and don't forget it for the best pizza in town. Call 725-6320. Proud sponsor of Mid-Michigan Athletics. When you think pizza, think Sir Pizza. 7-7 the score here from Corona. Cavaliers and the Indians. The game of the night here in the Castle Listening area. Here's the boot by Graham. Hi. Kick all the way back to the end zone, and it was attempted to be run out by Tyler Alden, but the referee says you can't do that at the high school level. Once it crosses that plane, it's an automatic touchback. So they'll bring it to the 20-yard line where Chesedine will have it first and 10. Change that rule. I agree with you. I mean, I, what, what is the point of that rule? I don't know. Safety? I don't know what it is. I have no idea. That can't be safety, though, because you're, you're much that much farther down the field football. away from the team. That's football. That's the most exciting part of football yeah. is kickoff. They, turns. they tinker with the game a little bit too much. I agree with you. So it'll be Chesanine with it. First and a 10 from their own 20-yard line. Out of the eye. Tyler Alden over center now this time. Wide out this way. Alden hands it off to the fullback. That's Korf. Korf gets maybe a yard. First one in on that tackle was Ryan Leslie, one of the two Cavalier linebackers. 
Boy, the schedule sure kind of decided this conference early, didn't they, with Chesson and Cronin and Alma all playing each other already? Oh, I know. Alma, the uh, the one deciding factor on how you can maybe figure out this matchup, Chesson and Cronin both defeated the Panthers. Very close games, and both uh, the teams won late. That tells you it should be an even matchup. Here's the pitch back to Weisenberg around the right end. Breaks a tackle down the sideline, and he's going to be close to an Indian first down. Let's see if they called him out of bounds or uh, gives him enough for the first. Looks like they're going to bring the ball back close to the 30-yard line. And it's going to be right at the 30. I don't know if they're going to bring the chains out or not. They say he's got just enough for the first down. So they stretch out the chains and now they move them. First and 10, Chesanine from their own 30-yard line. 10-yard run there by Craig Weisenberger. Alden back over center. He was a key component from his slot back position a year ago in that state championship run. Moving to the quarterback position now. Here's the dive up the middle. Running back that time gets about four yards on uh, that try. Let's see, it's hard to tell the numbers again. It looks like that's Gordon McKinnon, number nine, in there on that carry. Wesley was in on the hit along with Tom Butcher. Second and six coming up here for the Indians. Tied at seven, down to 30 seconds to go here in the first from the Nick in Corona. Two wideouts this way, out of the eye. It's Alden over center. Now he runs into his tailback. Cavaliers coming across quickly and throw the ball carrier down that time for a loss. That was Weisenberger on uh, the attempt. Don Skodak was there to bring him down. Also coming up quickly was Nathan Lefevre. So a uh, mix-up in the backfield that time puts Chesanine in a third and long situation. That's going to kill the quarter. Yep, that'll be the final play here of the first quarter. After one. All knotted up, seven points apiece, Chesanine and Corona, right here on your favorite radio station, Z92.5 The Castle. WJSZ Ashley Owasso, Z92.5 The Castle. Stovis Insurance Agency in Chesanine offers business, home, car, mobile home, or condominium and life insurance through your no-problem company auto owners. Stovis Insurance for courteous and professional service and quality protection. A sports booster on Z92.5. Gilbert's True Value Hardware and Appliance is your favorite hardware, appliance, TV, paint, about everything you need store. Gilbert's continues their commitment to Shiawassee and the surrounding counties to be best in business, and they're committed to being a sports booster on 92.5 The Castle. Before the game, after the game, or anytime, come on into the Showboat Restaurant for the greatest home cooking in mid-Michigan. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner is served up with a smile seven days a week. It's worth the trip to eat at the famous Showboat Restaurant in Chesnane. With Chris McMillan, I'm Ted Patel back at the studios keeping things together. The Bartman, he'll be my co-host tonight for the Sports Forum program, 10 until midnight. We'll update you on all the scores from throughout uh, the mid-Michigan area. We'll talk a little college football. We'll talk some uh, pro football, and we'll uh, t maybe take a playoff preview at Major League Baseball. You just never know what topic we're going to get into on a Friday night. So it'll be Chesedine with it. Third down now and about uh, six yards to go. They have it at their own 34-yard line. Out of the eye, Tyler Alden. Play action, pitches it deep. It's going to be a halfback option. The throw is down by Gordon McKinnon, intended for A.J. Guerrero. 
pretty good idea there. Guerrero looked like he had a step on the, the secondary man there for Corona, but it was a little too long, and it goes incomplete in a punting situation now for the Indians. Kind of threw that like a fullback. Right? <laughs> he did. Now, both teams already, after one quarter, have attempted at least one halfback option. And we'll see, I think, a few more trick plays before this thing is all said and done. 7-7 seven, seven is the score. Chesanine and Corona. Hope you're enjoying this one. Oh, a boomy, spiraling punt by Bishop. Lefevre lets it go, and oh, Doctor, it's going all the way down to about the one-yard line where it goes out of bounds. 58 yards. I often wonder why college and pro kickers can't do that. Well, I bet you he couldn't do it again right now, Ted. That's an incredible pump. 58 yards goes out at the two. We've seen some great punting and kicking this year. We really have. I mean, you've you got to start with uh, Brett Halicki there of uh, Montrose, perhaps the best field goal kicker in the state. And we got two dandies here tonight, Bishop and Graham. His first punt traveled about 50 in the air. I mean, it looks so pretty, too, when you get it off, and it's a perfect spiral. Now, Cavaliers deep in their own territory. First and ten from the two. Kyle Clough just keeps it himself, trying to get a little breathing room, and maybe gets up to the four-yard line where he's stacked up by the front wall of the Indians there. Jake Hennigy and Sean Plansky, the first couple of Indian defenders on that quarterback keeper. First quarter stats are pretty even. Cavaliers 49 yards on the ground. The Indians 50 on the ground. It's even on the scoreboard, too. Tied up at seven. We anticipated coming over here that this would be a very, very close affair all the way. Burns will come out this way now. Kind of going from right to left as we look at it. Their back's against the south end zone. Clough going back to throw a bullet out here to Burns who catches it. Slides down to the turf. Looks like he has enough for a Cavalier first down though. And Kyle Clough put a little mustard on that one. Nice catch. Cavaliers not only have an outstanding quarterback, they got some solid receivers, as you've said. Their best set of receivers in a long time. What I liked about that play, too, uh, Clough just stepped back, a two-step drop, and he fired it, and he fired it low. And that's, you know, that's really what you teach these quarterbacks to do in that kind of pattern. A little look in, you're deep in your own territory. If your guy doesn't catch it, you don't want anybody to catch it. So it's first and 10. Corona at the 14. Here's the pitch back to John Skodek around the far side. Running hard, and he gets good yardage, but a yellow penalty flag goes flying in the vicinity of the tackle. And it may have been an illegal block on the Cavaliers uh, or a hold, and it looks like the referee has decided it's going to be a holding penalty against Corona. Cavaliers have had some early penalties, but they've overcome them here so far. Yeah. One thing they couldn't overcome was the fumble early on. That Chesanine capitalized, recovering the ball at the Cavalier 15-yard line, taking it in for the first score of the ball game. But the penalties haven't hurt Corona as of yet. They've been able to come up with some big plays. But you go through a whole game and keep getting penalized like this, it's going to hurt you. You're absolutely right on that one. 7-7 is the score. Ten and a half minutes to go here in our second quarter on the Castle. Chesanine and Corona. Nice to have a seven-foot receiver on your team for your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Dan Hess, are you? Seven-foot with that helmet on. He's close. He's close. He's lined up in here on the near side. Four receivers for the Cavaliers. They pitch it back to Skodek. He's looking to throw it again. Throws it way short, though. He had a man open in stride, and it fluttered harmlessly to the ground. 
Not a bad time to try it on first down in 13, but it falls incomplete. So it'll be second down now in 13. I think this game has already set a record for halfback option passes. That's number three. <laughs> That's the first time, though, the Cavaliers were able to throw the ball. The last time they tried the halfback option, nobody was open, and Skodak ran for a first down. Don and John Skodak, twin brothers. Don plays exclusively on the defensive side of the ball. It'll be Shannon coming this way. Burns on the far side. Ten men in the box for the Indians. Clough runs the option this way. Takes it up to maybe the 15-yard line. So it's going to bring up third and about nine for the Cavaliers here. Get on that tackle was Tyler Alden and also Kyle Hollenbach in on the hit. 9.45 to go here in this first half of play. Tie ball game at seven. Chesanine and Corona. Big call here by Coach Steve Herrick and his staff. He'll send Burns way out on the far side of the field. That is Kyle Clough's favorite receiver. He's in single coverage with the best defender for the Indians, Kyle Weisenberger. Clough rolls that way. He's looking. The pass is up, and Weisenberger was on him like a glove, and the ball goes out of bounds. Incomplete. Punting situation here for Corona. I like that matchup, Burns and Weisenberger. Well, that is definitely a, a situation where the penalty hurt the Cavaliers there. Yep. First time the, tonight that they have been hurt by the penalty flag. So the clock is stopped with 9.24 to go here in the half. 7-7 the score. Graham back at about his own five-yard line. Tyler Alden, the lone deep man here. Oh. Now we have a bad snap. Graham keeps it himself, and it's going to be Chesedine having the ball in great field position as Graham was forced to run on, out of the punt attempt, and Chesedine will have it inside the 20-yard line here. I don't care how talented you are, you can't keep making these kind of mistakes against Chesedine. So it'll be the Indians first and uh, 10 now. Ball at the 14-yard line of Corona. 7-7 is the score. And you are right, my friend. You cannot make mistakes in a game against a team that has similar talent. Or you're going to go home with an L. And remember, everybody, Chesapeake Indians are the defending state champions. So they have some pride on the line here with their 2-2 two two record. Alden will run the option this way. Hit. Fumbled. Let's see. Did they give it back to the Cavaliers? We also have a flag on the field. Boy, I'll tell you, Don Skodak was all over Alden. And we're seeing people pointing, but I haven't seen the referees determine who has the ball yet. It looks like Corona has it. Let's see who the penalty is on it. It was against Chesedine, so the Cavaliers get it right back. Don Skodak was just an outstanding individual play, causing the turnover. So I guess what we said a moment ago, we can just say right back at you. Chesedine gives the ball back up to Corona, and they uh, cost themselves a prime scoring opportunity. 7-7 is the score. 9-10 to go here yet in the second quarter. Stick with us at halftime. We'll update you on what else is going on out there in mid-Michigan. Maybe we'll check in with Andy Flynn live from a new Locrip and see what's happening there. Still awaiting a score from St. Charles. 
Here is John Skodak running between left guard and tackle and gets a couple of yards. Gordon McKinnon shot the gap that time and slowed him down, but Skodak running hard. Got a couple of extra yards there. He gets three on the carry. Second down and seven now for the Cavaliers. Strike the ball is just shy of the Corona 20-yard line. Second along seven. Dan Hess back in the game for the Golden Black. Coming out for a breather will be Brandon Ward. So it'll be Shannon and Burns coming this way. Hess will split way out on the far side. Out of the eye, it's Clough. Takes it to his fullback, keeps it himself. Nowhere to go, and he is brought down for a loss. Great open field tackle that time by the Indians. Sean Plonsky. Boy, they read that option to perfection, and Clough had nowhere to go. Yep. Covered all the options, strung the play out to the sidelines. Let's see what else is going on out there tonight in mid-Michigan. Ton of second quarter action for you. Ionia over Ovid Elsie, 22 to nothing. Alma over Duran, 27 zip. Brighton over Howell, 14 to nothing. And Owasso leading Mount Pleasant, 7 zip. All in the second quarter. Thank you for that, Bartman. Here's Clough keeping it this way, trying to dive up across the 20 uh, yard line. It's going to be well short of the first down. So it'll be another punting situation for Corona here. Ian Clough got it up to maybe the 22-yard line. It's nice to have our stringers out there phoning in those scores tonight. And also the Bartman, I'm sure, monitoring some of the other media sources. So Stride will be up in front of Graham. Let's see if we get a good snap this time. And it is. Graham fields it, boots it off. High end over ender. Bounces at midfield, takes an Indian bounce. And the Cavaliers will down it at the 43-yard uh, line. So Chesney will have it in Corona territory when I return. We're tied up 7-7, Corona and Chesney. Raymond and Son Clothing, downtown Chesney, headquarters for the entire family. From shoes to boots to coats to jackets, sportswear, sports collectibles, you'll find it all. Raymond's in downtown Chesney. Raymond takes this time to salute all mid-Michigan athletic programs. Fire of Corona continues to be your one-stop shopping store for everything you need when you need it. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Groceries, automotive, hardware, clothing, you find it all at Meyer of Corona. Proud corporate sponsor of high school sports on the castle. Out of the eye formation, Chesanine with it. Now Alden, long count. Runs the option to the far side. Cuts upfield himself and is run out of bounds by Ryan Leslie. But good yardage there by the quarterback, Tyler Alden. These teams are almost mirror images of each other. It's like they're playing themselves. I'll tell you what, they have been playing an awful long time. This is uh, the 41st meeting in the Michigan Conference between these two teams. Two great programs, two great school systems. Wide out each way for the Indians, out of the eye. Alden has a man in the slot here on the near side. Second down and about six. Weisenberger gets the call, running between left guard and tackle, and maybe gets a yard. Nick Davis and Marty Jandick there. So uh, it'll be a third down now coming up here for the Indians. 6.40 to go here in the second quarter. Tied up at seven, Chesedine and Corona. A.J. Guerrero comes here on the near side. They throw a man in the slot, Brandon Brainerd. 
There's out of the shotgun, Tyler Alden. Looking downfield, rolls, fakes a throw, keeps it himself, has some room. Cross the 40, inside the 30, down close to the 22-yard line. Finally brought down by Nathan Lefevre and also Ryan Leslie, but that time Alden got around the corner, faked the pass, and just tucked it under and gets an Indian first down. Showed that good quickness he possesses. Good quickness, good decision-making, 18 yards on the carry. So Alden playing a fine game from his quarterback position here tonight. It'll be first and a 10. Chessonine from the 22 of Corona back to the spread, the shotgun. Here is the draw play. It goes to Korf and Korf across the 20, maybe to the 19-yard line. Brought down again by Nathan Leslie and also his fellow linebacker, Tom Butcher. Also Don Skodak in on that tackle. Wherever the ball is, he's going to be around it. The biggest difference between this year's and last year's team testing that I see, they're not willing to throw the football like they did last year. Oh, man. When they had Brent Bashan, I'd like to know what he's up to. I, I think he could have played some college football somewhere. Excellent quarterback as far as throwing the ball. Here is Alden on second down and seven. He keeps it himself around the left end on the option, and he dives and gets... Well, you know, Tyler Alden is a good athlete. He's a good quarterback. He can throw the football. We saw that some last year. I think his confidence might be a little shaky after a couple interceptions. One against Lapeer East that went back the other way. Montrose picked him off. Yeah, that's... Uh, because that, he looks kind of hesitant throwing the football. Of course, they're coming off a win last week, a big win against Ovid Elsie. Yeah, but that's no shock. Here's Alden on the quarterback keeper, and he just takes it up the middle and gets maybe two yards and enough for an Indian first down. Yeah, the, the uh, Marauders definitely are struggling, and we'll be here at Nicanese Stadium tentatively right now next Friday night for the Cavaliers' homecoming, Corona and Ovid Elsie. Five minutes and 13 seconds to go here in the first half. Tied up at seven. Alden again out of the spread. First and a ten. Takes the shotgun snap. Trying to get around the right end. Steps up. Throws a pass in the corner of the end zone. And it's incomplete. Boy, it was right through the pads of Brandon Brainerd. He might have even been out of bounds. We have a flag at about the 17-yard line. It looks like this flag is going to be against the Indians. So while they mark it off, take a listen to this. Bill Graham at Graham's Accounting offers electronic filing, year-round service, and also financial consulting. You work hard for your money, and so will Graham's Accounting and Tax Service right here in Corona. And, of course, Bill, the, the, the proud father of David Graham, the Cavalier kicker. So we have uh, illegal use of the hands called against the Indians. That'll send the, the ball back 10 yards. They'll place it down at about the 23-yard line. First down and 23 as it was 10 from where the foul occurred. Corp gets the pitch around the left end. The Cavaliers this time come up very quickly. Kyle Clough into the ball game in on that tackle. Showing that quickness he uses at quarterback. Of course, the philosophy always has been here at Corona. You don't like to play your quarterback on defense, but more often than not, he usually is one of the top 11 players on both sides of the ball. And Clough in there right now. The Cavaliers know how important it is to try and keep the Indians off the board. Tied at 7. 4.15 to go here in the first half. 
Guerrero comes this way. The Indians trying to knock it into the south end zone by elementary school Louise Peacock. Alden looking to throw a little swing pass out this way to Brainerd. And he's brought down in the backfield by Johnny Stride. The front read that one well. And I think, Chris, you know, you talked about the Indian passing attack. I don't think it's a, it's more, it's much of a vertical attack as it is horizontal. Well, last year they had special players, obviously. They had a very sophisticated throwing attack, and they look like they've, you know, simpled it up this year. Mm-hmm. That's to take nothing away from uh, Tyler Alden. He's been playing a good game here so far, but Cavaliers read that one nicely. Three wide outs on the far side. Alden takes the shotgun step, flips it around his hands a little bit, has all kinds of time, throws one up. And it's complete. Down to about the five-yard line. Kyle Clough was there to bring down the receiver. But that puts him in good position here to attempt a field goal. Tied at seven. Fourth down here in about five. Ball going to be put down at about the seven-yard line. That was a well-thrown ball by Tyler there. That was a perfect spiral right on the money. So it'll be Justin Snyder out of the snap of Brent Haney in to kick it will be Jonathan Bishop trying to break this 7-7 tie. Here's the snap. It's good. Ball's put down. Bishop's attempt is up, and it is no good. Wide right. So the Cavaliers dodge a bullet there. The 2.43 yet to go here in the first half. Tied up at 7. Let's see what else is happening out there on this Friday evening. This is Ryan Beckman out here at St. Charles. After the first quarter of play, we are scoreless. St. Charles had uh, a good chance to score early in the for- first quarter. Nick Dagg recovered a fumble at the 24-yard line of Michigan Lutheran Seminary, but they were unable to score. They turned it over on down. So at the end of the first quarter, it's 0-0 St. Charles and Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Well, that's our own young intern, the Rhino. Geez, I wonder if he's going to be uh, planning on making it back to help the Bartman at the beginning of the sports forum tonight. Only time will tell, I guess. Here is uh, the dive play up the middle strine. Gets a couple yards. Brought down by the left side of the Chesanine Indian line that time. Jake Devereaux and Andy Hasse there in on the tackle. Clock is moving, 2.24 to go here in the half. This game is pretty much what we expected. Very closely matched up. Chesanine and Corona tied at seven. We're in it all here live on Z92.5. Skodak comes in motion here at us from the slot. Now they look over his way, nearly intercepted. Knocked down beautifully by Justin Schneider there. He read the route perfectly. Clough really didn't throw it all that bad. It was just a good defensive play by Schneider. Great anticipation. You're not going to fool Indians too many times with the same play. So it stops the clock with 2.05 to go here in the half. Third down and eight from the 22-yard line. Again, let's see what else is happening out there. We're getting calls tonight. Wow. That's what's happening. That's awesome. Hazlitt 14, DeWitt 7 in the first. Ooh. Gotta love this, man. Unsolicited stringers, Bart, man. That's not so bad. 7-7 is the score here from Corona, and the Cavaliers call a timeout. Looking at a big third and long play coming up here. I'll be back with more action from the Nick right after this from LeClaire.
LeClaire Sales of Chestnut continues to give back to the communities they serve, sponsoring high school football broadcasts on Z92.5 for all of mid-Michigan. Thanks, LeClaire, for your continued support of the things that matter most. And ask about 0% financing for 36 months on selected 2003 models. LeClaire, M57 at M52, Chestnut Gracie's of New Lothrop is famous for their steak and seafood. Of course, they offer many other choices, but people really do travel miles to enjoy Gracie's awesome steaks and seafood. You ought to yourself to visit Gracie's Country Inn. Friendly folks serving great steaks and seafood at reasonable prices. Downtown New Lothrop, wishing the New Lothrop Hornets good luck on their homecoming. Well, I'll tell you what, they're having a great football season over there in Hornet Country, and their homecoming going on as we speak against Burton Bendel. Andy Flynn on location there for the castle. Second of Michigan Lutheran Seminary at St. Charles, and we have uh, the Castle's own Ryan Beckman reporting from Bulldog Field for that one. And a few Beckmans in this game over the years. Well, I guess so. Well, of course, Tom Beckman stakes his claim as one of the greatest Chesapeake Indians of all time. Made it all the way to the NFL. Here's Skodak, a little halfback option. Back to Kyle Clough, and the Indians read that one superbly. Incomplete Andy Hasse. Almost picked that one off, and he was the defensive end. He saw Clough coming, and he didn't bite on the fake at all. And that's the third halfback option attempt yeah. here by Corona. I think it's enough of those. I don't <laughs> think it's going to fool anybody anymore. So it sure didn't fool Chesapeake in the last couple. They're lucky they didn't get that pick for six. Yep. So a punting situation here. The Indians will still have two minutes to operate. We'll see what kind of two-minute drill they can run. Graham will boot it. Here's a punt. Nearly blocked. Gets off a decent punt this time. Alden at uh, the 45. 50. 45. 40. Up to about the 35-yard line where he is run out of bounds. Don't forget Sports Forum coming to you tonight live from the castle. One of mid-Michigan's most popular sports talk shows. It's Extreme FM Sports Talk. I'll be at the castle. The Bartman will be there to co-host the program. The Rhino, I'm sure, will show up sometime this evening to help us out. We need to hear from you. Telephone number during the Sports Forum program only, 989-729-1925. If you want to talk a little sports and tell us who you would start an NBA franchise with of all the great basketball players of all time. Of course, Magic Johnson being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame as we speak. Tyler Alden, out of the shotgun, from the 35 of Corona. Looks like he was setting up for the quarterback draw. The Cavaliers read that one perfectly. Linebacker there for the Cavs. Tom Butcher was not fooled at all. There's been a few butchers in this game over the years, too. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of butchers. In butchers it. and Beckman. we got butchers over on the other side of the field working the chain game. Don Butcher now in his 50th year. 50. He's a chain gang member. His got, son, Timmy Butcher, helping him out. He's got 50 more in him. He's in good shape. Alden again out of the shotgun. Has time. Looking deep. Down the middle. It's up. And it's knocked in the air on the tip drill. It was nearly picked off by Lefebvre. And then a diving attempt looked like by Kyle Clough. And actually, that was teed off who almost picked that one off. But it's incomplete and stops the clock with a minute 11 to go here in the half. Tied at seven from Corona. Corona's Cavaliers and the Chesapeake Indians here on the castle. Third and 11. Chesapeake with the ball at the Corona 36-yard line. All in again out of the shotgun. Two wideouts on each side of the field. Has all kinds of time. Looking downfield. Lost one up. It's towards the end zone. Incomplete. It was intended for Guerrero. And uh, 
John Skodak and Mitch Louch both there in on uh, the breakup. Let's see what else is happening at this moment. At halftime, it's Swan Valley 21, Freeland 6. I gotta ask you something, Bartman. Where are all these calls coming from? All over the place. Fans at the games, huh? We got fans at the games. We got uh, one guy who's scanning the radio. Awesome. We get it all over the place, man. Well, thank you to our posse. Back in action here. It was a fourth down Chesapeake uh, punt situation, and they tried to fool the Cavaliers with uh, a fake punt as Jonathan Bishop took the snap and took it around the left end, and the Cavaliers stopped him basically at the line of scrimmage. So, all you people out there helping us out tonight, we certainly do a Appreciate it and just keep up the great work. Hope to hear from you during the sports forum program tonight, 10 until midnight. So Cavaliers have a minute to go, Chris. Do you go for the juggler and try and put some points on the board here, or oh, you yeah. play conservative and go in at 7-7? Well, these athletes, you go for it every time they get the ball, I think. Nice try by Coach Zappin, but to see if Cavaliers can make it work. Gonna with it, first and 10 from their own 37. Clough will roll this way, looking to throw. Throws one out, incomplete off the fingertips of John Skodak. Pretty good coverage there. He did have a step, but there were three Indians in the vicinity. Closest one was Justin Schneider. So that stops the clock with 56 seconds to go here in the half. Stick with us at halftime. We'll update you on all the scores that we do have and bring you up to date there. We'll kind of preview the sports forum program for this evening and we'll also all have all the stats and scoring recap here from Corona. 7-7 is the score, Corona and Chesanine. Pete Shannon goes way out on the far side of the field. Burns over here in single coverage. Look for a pass this way, Chris. There's a pass that goes to Skodak in the slot. Goes against the green, has the first down. He'll temporarily stop the clock. Well, they had half the call right. They came this way, but they went to the slot guy. 11 yards, first down. Call the timeout. Stop the clock. Corona calls the T.O. 50 seconds to go here in the half. Not sure I would have called one there. Not to second guess the coaching staff, but you just got a first down. Clock is stopped. You almost are better off just downing the ball once they set the chains and save that timeout. Oh, you can second guess them, Ted. That's what radio people are for. <laughs> That's what I'm paid for, right? <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back with uh, further action right after this. Memorial Healthcare Center sports team is 100% behind all mid-Michigan area high school athletic teams. Memorial Healthcare sports team staff will be there for you when you need them. From our sports team to your sports team, they're a sports booster here on the castle. Power heating, cooling, and fireplaces premises to keep you warm and cozy all through this football season and beyond. From Lennox and Bryant furnaces to vent-free fireplaces, wood, pellet, and coal-burning stoves, it's Mauer, 203 South Water Street, Wassel. 7-7 the score. Tyler Alden sneak for Chesanine. A Kyle Clough 14-yard run for the Cavaliers. So both quarterbacks. All the points here on the board. Back to action at the castle. This is Ryan Beckman in Bulldog Country, St. Charles, Michigan, with 9 minutes and 28 seconds to go in the first half. St. Charles leads Michigan Lutheran Seminary 7-0 after St. Charles quarterback Chris Miller connected with John Stanford on a 17-yard pass. The PAT was good. Once again, at St. Charles 7, Michigan Lutheran Seminary nothing with 9.28 left in the half. Our roving reporter up in St. Chuck, Ryan Beckman. We just had a quick little pitch and catch to uh, Matt Burns. A seven-yard catch, and then the Cavaliers awful late call a timeout, so that's their third and final timeout here of the first half. They'll have it. Second down and about three. 
at the 45-yard line of Chesanee. I think they called that because Matt Burns got hurt on that tackle. Mm -hmm. He was hit pretty hard in the thigh area, and hopefully he'll be all right for all the Cavalier fans listening. Who, who is that, Ryan Beckman, you said, doing those reports? Yeah, he does a good job. He's Quick, in and out, facts, <laughs> out. Get the facts and get out. He's our, he's our sports wannabe, man. All right. I think he has a future ahead of him. He's a Beckman. Sportsmanship is like a chain, a chain that can be strengthened or broken by the actions of just one person. Be the strongest link, be a good sport. Public service message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, Sportsnet Michigan, and the Castle. Well, the timeout is over here. Corona will be looking at second and about uh, three from the 45-yard line of Chesanine. Tied at seven. We got two wideouts here on the short side, which is the near side. Shannon deep on the other side. Here's Burns, just catches the ball at about the 40-yard line, goes out of bounds and stops the clock. Good safe call that time by the Cavaliers. Gets the first down, and Burns takes it out of bounds. How many catches does he have now? He's got four. Yeah, he's averaging about four to six catches a ball game. Clough is five out of nine so far in the first half. And Kyle breaks the Cavs out of the huddle. He'll send P. Shannon way out in the far side again. It'll be Burns here with Skodak in the slot, trying to lone back. Clough rolls right, has all kinds of time. Steps up, throws one over the middle against his body, intended for Skodak, incomplete. Well, I'll tell you what, if he had to do that one all over again if, when he watches the film, yeah, a whole lot of daylight in front of him with a defensive end trying to chase him from behind. But it does stop the clock on the incompletion. 24 seconds to go here in the first half. We're all knotted up at seven points apiece. I hate to be all knotted up. <laughs> My lower back's all knotted up, it seems like, all the time. That's what age will do to you. Well, Clough comes over and gets the call from head coach Steve Herrick. I bet his stomach was knotted up leading up to this one. Oh, yeah. Big game for the young coach. Absolutely. Skodak will now become the lone back. Clough brings Burns way over this way. And now we're going to get too much time called against Corona. A mix-up on uh, what their formation was going to be. So too much time. Sends it back five yards. That's really not a killer penalty at this point. Clock was stopped. It sends them back uh, to about uh, the 44-yard line of Chesanee. Sometimes coaches get a lot of things flying through their head during these situations, and uh, communication lines kind of break down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, it did there. So Clough comes over and gets uh, the call directly from his head coach, Steve Herrick. And this time they break the huddle, and Burns comes over this way immediately. Shannon on the far side of the field. Clough spins, goes right. Throws one across the middle, and Skodak leaps into the air and hauls it in. Takes it to about the 25-yard line. Clock stops with 17 seconds to go. The Cavs hurry up to the line of scrimmage. Clock is just going to down it. Tries to get the team all set. They'll set the chain. Still no clock has elapsed. Now they start it up. Clough takes a snap and just downs it. So only two seconds that time off the clock, and we get a penalty flag. And I think it's going to be against Corona, and they may have not had enough guys on the line of scrimmage. Coach, Coach Herrick, very upset. Boy, this guy's really into his job, this line judge. Or this whatever, guy right over here. Whatever, whatever he yeah. is. You've been watching him, have you? Well, he's, <laughs> he's not missing a beat. Well, Coach Herrick's bending his ear a little bit right there. So it's going to be a five-yard walk-off. 
Clock is stopped, though. 15 seconds to go in the half. Tied at seven. Clough. Over center now. Takes a step, and they down it again. Why'd they do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think, you know, by the time they had uh, the walk-off, they should have had a play call. Right? I don't think that was the one they wanted, was it? <laughs> Throw the ball on the ground. It does stop the clock. <laughs> 14 seconds to go in the half. That doesn't help your stats, Kyle. <laughs> so it'll be second down now in uh, 15. The ball at the 28. Two wideouts this way, one the other way. That's Shannon. Clough looking to throw fake pumps once. Gets away from trouble. Comes this way. He's going to go out of bounds and stops the clock with eight seconds to go. Well, they're getting awful close to uh, David Graham territory. I think realistically they needed probably another ten yards to comfortably attempt a field goal. So let's see if they go for another quick sideline pass. Third down and uh, ten yards to go from the 23. One thing you got to prevent is getting sacked right now or getting brought down inbounds if you want to try that scoring kick. Eight seconds left. Matt Burns will go way out on the far side of the field. Pete Shannon over here this way. Let's go back in the right slot, and we have uh, a timeout, I believe. Chesanin calls it. Something they didn't like there in the uh, Cavalier offensive lineup. So on the Chesanin timeout, Again, a reminder, it's 7-7. Chesanine and Corona here from Cavalier Land. I think there's way too much thinking going on right now. A lot of pressure. <laughs> Modern Woodman of America Insurance agent Randy Thayer salutes all area athletes. Give Randy a call at 989-288-6858. Serving your family and community for generations to come. Randy Thayer is a proud sponsor on the castle. Debbie and the whole gang at the malt shop in downtown Chesanine salute the Indians. From delicious malts to Sundays, from roasted chicken to hamburgers, you get it all and you get the best at the malt shop in Chesney. Just ask for Debbie. Thinking of building a new home, Ted, or giving your old home a new look? Frank Vila contractors specialize in the finer details and art of building custom homes and renovations. As do high school athletes, we build pride and reputation in our quality work. Stop by and talk with Frank and Brett Vila in Chesney. Well, let's see what happens here. After the Chesanine timeout, Cavaliers have had some time to discuss their offensive strategy. Chesanine had to make a couple adjustments defensively, and we'll see what the Cavs do. They'll send big Dan Hess, all six foot seven of him, way over on the far side of the field in single coverage. Matt Burns, Kyle Clough's favorite receiver over here this way. Eight seconds to go in the half. Tied at seven. Clough takes the shotgun. Throws one up in the corner of the end zone. Incomplete. And we got a flag thrown right at the goal line. Now, watching the play develop, this could be an offensive pass interference. Let's just wait and see what they come up with here. It's a different ref, Chris. It's not your buddy. They're all my buddy. <laughs> four seconds to go. That play only took four seconds. Let's see. Are they going to talk to the Cavalier captains? And if it's against Chesanine, I say you send the field goal unit out. Well, Chesanine's standing down there like it's against them. They sure are. And the penalty flag was way down by the goal line. So I think in this deal, they mark it off from uh, the line of scrimmage, I do believe. The refs are a little bit confused. We're confused, but of course that's nothing new. Yeah, every Friday night at the same time. 
<laughs> same time, same place. <laughs> We're in a press box. Hey, I want to thank Tim Horton, our brand new sponsor, uh, the sponsor of the Tim Bits pregame tailgate show and uh, every week wherever I show up at a press box I'm going to have an armful of Timbits a great uh, donut feature from Tim Hortons so I want to thank them for being on board as a brand new sponsor here on the castle and a part of these Friday nights also speaking of sponsors we want to thank our corporate sponsors again who help out big time in these games Young Chevy Olds Cadillac Oaks Insurance Meyer of Corona Centel Credit Union Vila Contractors Owasso, Tractor Parts and Supply, and Cartronics. Well, they finally decided what they were going to do with the penalty, and it is against Chesedine, so the Cavaliers will send their field goal team out. It'll be uh, David Graham from uh, the 21-yard line. Out of the hold of John Strine. Looks like Mitch Louch in there to snap the ball. We're tied at seven with four seconds to go. No win factor whatsoever. Ball at the left hash mark here. So it'll be a 31-yard attempt by David Graham. And now we're going to get Chesanine burning another timeout. They're going to let Graham think about this one. Tell you what, this one is a tense one, folks. You would expect this kind of game. Both these teams coming in the ball game, 2-0 in the conference. Pretty evenly matched up from what we can see here. Of course, Chesedine, the defending state champions, Corona rolling high, undefeated on the year. And we've got a dandy here. We'll be back with this field goal attempt right after this. Young Chevrolet Oldsmobile Cadillac has it all going for you right now. 0% financing, unbelievable leasing opportunities, a huge selection of used cars at great prices, and featuring the fastest car on the road today from Cadillac. Young Chevrolet Oldsmobile Cadillac, East M21 Owasso. It's your move. One of our great corporate sponsors right there. Well, timeout is over again. David Graham will attempt it from 31. Louch to snap it. Good snap. Strand puts it down. Graham kicks it up, and it's right down the middle of Kingsley Street. And Corona will take a halftime lead here from Seatown. 10-7 over the Chesapeake Indians on the 31-yard field goal by David Graham. Let's see what else is happening out there in football land tonight. This is Andy Flynn reporting from New Lothrop. We have reached halftime at homecoming evening. And the score is New Lothrop 2 and Burton Bendel 0. A defensive struggle. New Lothrop only two first downs the first half. Really unable to move the ball. Burton Bendel with three first downs. And they've had a lot of penalties. So a defensive struggle from New Lothrop. And at halftime, it's New Lothrop 2. Burton Bendel zero. This is Andy Flynn reporting for 92.5 The Castle. And thanks a lot, Andy. We've got some other scores to run along. At halftime, Ionia shutting out Ovid Elsie by a score of 46 to nothing. Alma 41, Durand 7 at the half. Also at halftime, Brighton over Howell 21 zip. At halftime, Owasso and Mount Pleasant all tied up 7 all. Uh, in the second quarter, Hazlitt 28, DeWitt 12. And at halftime, it's Fowlerville 20, Perry 0. Wow, outstanding work from uh, all our stringers out there helping get you the scores. Good work, Bartman. Score here at Corona, 10-7. And at New Lothrop, they have a pitcher's duel going on there. That 2 to nothing shutout by the undefeated Hornets. Here's how it looks on the score sheet. Uh, Chesanine 
drew first blood here at Corona. They uh, recovered a fumble on the Cavaliers' first snap from scrimmage and then uh, capped off that short 15-yard drive with a one-yard quarterback sneak by Tyler Alden. The PAT good by Jonathan Bishop. Corona came back and countered late in the first quarter. A minute 41 to go in the quarter. Kyle Clough, a beautiful 14-yard run around the right end. PAT good by David Graham, and that tied things up after one at seven points apiece. And after some exciting football in the second quarter, a lot of trick plays, especially of the halfback option variety, Cavaliers finally uh, ran the two-minute drill to perfection. After a Chesonine fake punt from around the 40-yard line of Corona, Cavaliers took it, marched downfield, and uh, right in front of the first half horn, scored a 31-yard field goal by David Graham. The difference in this one, 10-7. Corona leads it over Chesonine. Statistically, it's pretty even. Cavaliers ran the ball 16 times for 69 yards. Throwing the football 6 out of 16 for 86 yards. 155 yards in that first half for the Cavaliers. For the Indians, they ran the ball 22 times for 75 yards. 2 out of 8 through the air for 17 yards. 92 yards of offense in that first half for Chesney. Here at the half, 10 to 7. It is Corona over Chesonine. We hope you're enjoying this one. It's our game of the week here tonight. And we also have exclusive coverage going on at New Lothrop and also at St. Charles. Homecoming activities there. The castle has sent staff up to those games and we'll keep you updated on the scores there. Sports forum to follow tonight, 10 until midnight. And we'll uh, take a look at the weekend and also have our high school scoreboard show. We'll have more halftime activities here from Corona right after some more great words from our sponsors. Go Bulldogs! Creative Cuts wants to remind you that nothing gets you fired up or feeling better than a great haircut by the Creative Cuts girls. Julie Early and Patty Hennigy. They are winning you over with great styles and because they know how much all you gents hate to wait, they even made walk-ins welcome. Creative Cuts has something for everyone at 104 West Bell Street in St. Charles. Happy homecoming, Bulldogs. New Lothrop gases up at McDowell's Village East, but you get so much more at the Village East store. Charlie McDowell invites you in to get all your favorite snacks, cold pops, and other beverages. A complete convenience store. It even has an ATM. McDowell's Village East, across from the New Lothrop Tavern. The McDowell family wishes the Hornets great success in their homecoming. Don't miss the first annual Halloween party at the Green Parrot. Everybody's favorite meeting place in Chesting. The Halloween costume extravaganza party will be held Saturday, October 26th from 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. Cash prizes for the best costumes. Come early and let Psychic Merlin read your tarot, tarot cards. It's a big Halloween party October 26th at the Green Parrot, M52, just north of M57, Chesting. The Green Parrot, huh? Psychic Merlin. Hmm. Olson? No. What does our future have in store for us? Well, I know one thing. Who wants to know? We have a pretty good uh, second half in store, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. 10 to 7 is the score. Corona over Chesonine here. And some other good games going on in the Michigan area here tonight, of course. Uh, you know, you've been hearing a lot of the scores. Sounds like there's a dandy going on up in Mount Pleasant. Uh, the Trojans played much, much better last week, picking up their first victory in front of their homecoming crowd. Josh Thrower really had a big game with three rushing touchdowns and a TD toss. And it sounds like they're playing uh, the unbeaten Oilers pretty solidly up there. They're unbeaten? Well, at least that's what it said in the local paper. Is that right? They just barely got by Greenville, but, man, they could be unbeaten. Well, I don't know. I don't. I didn't check my stats. Okay. All right. Uh, but uh, 
some teams you talked about over the LC obviously struggling for uh, wins, and, and they're going to have a very long season. They've had a, a long couple of seasons. You know, they'll just need to hang in there. They'll be joining the new league next year and uh, looking to, uh, you know, solidify that football program. But it has been a downtime for over the LC. They'll be the Corona opponents next week. And it sounds like New Lothrop has themselves quite a dogfight going on against Burton Bendel this evening, too. Yeah, New Lothrop has one of their best teams in a long time, and I'm just sorry to see them not playing Montrose this year because they could probably be a heck of a game. Yeah, that new realignment of the uh, Genesee Area Conference. Speaking of that, you know, just to kind of bring everybody up to speed on what is going on out there for next year. Uh, here locally, the Owasso Trojans, who I think really were a good fit in the Mid-Michigan Conference with the A and the B divisions, but with the A division folding, Owasso was forced to make a move, and uh, they are rejoining the Big Nine. Flint Beecher is out of there, so Owasso will be back on their uh, familiar old grounds there in uh, the Big Nine uh, division. Also, with some shakeups, there's a brand new Capital Areas Activities Conference, and uh, some of the teams here from the Mid-Michigan Conference have decided to go on over there. Uh, Ionia will be a new member of that league, and they'll be in the Division Two. Uh, also, uh, I believe St. John's, I think, is going over into that league, too, aren't they, Chris? Yes. And also, uh, Ionia going to be a part of that. Uh, Ovid Elsie going to be moving to the Central States Activities League. Of course, they'll be taking on schools like uh, Breckenridge and Ithaca and St. Louis. Schools, I think, a little bit closer in enrollment to the Ovid Elsie team. And I will say this about Ovid Elsie's school system, just a tremendous school system as far as an educational institution, which, after all, is what it's all about. But they'll be looking to be a little bit more competitive in that conference. Yeah, but they may find it not so easy in that conference with Ithaca and Maryland. St. Charles. You know, those are some pretty darn yeah. good... Well, St. Charles is not a member of that. Well, I neither is Merrill. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay. here to help you. <laughs> right. But uh, Ithaca has been a pretty tough year in and year out for sure. Uh, also, in the Mid-Michigan Conference, it's going to go back to the old familiar Mid-Michigan beef. Alma, Chesedine, Corona, and Duran, they stay. Perry's Ramblers will be joining starting next year along with the Portland Red Raiders. Don't know a lot about Portland, but uh, they have been a member of the Ingham County League, and they wanted to be a part of this Michigan Conference. We want to welcome them in. Greenville, who uh, also had a look for another conference, they'll be joining uh, the OK White Division, that uh, Grand Rapids Conference. That's a huge conference with uh, four different divisions. And Greenville now will be a part of that one. They'll take on schools like Grand Rapids, uh, Kennewa Hills, and Northern, and uh, some of the other schools over there. So that brings you up to date on some of the shifts in high school football. We'll take a look at what's happening in the sports world and kind of preview what we're going to be talking about tonight during uh, the Sports Forum program. Just again, a reminder, we're here at the half, and the score is Corona 10-7 over Chesanine on a David Graham field goal just in front of the first half horn. Let's get updated again on what's going on out there. Ryan Beckman here in St. Charles, where the St. Charles Bulldogs are taking on the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals. With four minutes and ten seconds to play in the half, it's 14-0 St. Charles. John Stafford scored his second touchdown of the night on a five-yard pass from Matt Breyer. Ryan Pumper recovered a fumble at the five-yard line to put St. Charles in scoring position, and they capitalized. It's 14-0 St. Charles with 4-10 left in the half. This is Ryan Beckman for Z92.5. 
All right. Well, St. Charles looking to improve to 4-1 and uh, one on the season for their head coach, Bob Welzine. They have a big millage vote up there, I guess, looking to build a brand-new high school in St. Charles. And we want to wish everybody good luck with uh, all the plans on that. Again, we'll be back with our look at the Sports Forum preview. But first, take a listen to this. Phil Agnew Builders continues the tradition of guaranteed quality craftsmanship on custom-built homes, kitchen, or bath additions. New roofs and more. Custom builders since 1983. Trust your building project to Phil Agnew Builders. He's a sports booster on the castle. The broadcast of tonight's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and Z92.5 The Castle. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution, other descriptions or accounts of this game may take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA, Z92.5, and Sportsnet Michigan. I love saying Michigan. You like that, don't you? Michigan. Here at the half, 10 to 7. Corona leads it over Chesanine. Again, we want to thank our corporate sponsors, Young Chevy Olds and Cadillac Oaks Insurance, Meyer of Corona, Centel Credit Union, Vila Contractors, Owasso Tractor Parts and Supply, and Cartronics, who help us out immensely getting us uh, game equipment, especially for our long-distance games. Well, taking a look at uh, the college game day for tomorrow. University of Michigan. I've been calling them lethargic. They have really struggled a little bit putting anything together. They came into the season pretty highly regarded, and they really have yet to put together a solid game. You really would have thought that that Washington win would have propelled that team to a little better performance than what they have had. But they are, what, 3-1 and one on the season, but they go to Illinois, which uh, is not one of their favorite places to go play. Always have their troubles there. Usually come away with a win, but it's never easy. It's always dark there. It, it is, isn't it? Seems like it's always dark there. How do you see that game uh, unfolding tomorrow? you think John Navarre maybe steps it up a notch, or are we going to continue to see the inconsistency from the Michigan quarterback? I don't know, Ted, but I don't ever want to see another game like last week. My God, I sat through that whole thing, and that was the ugliest football game I've seen a Michigan team play in years. And they ended up, it was very fortunate they ended up picking up the win. But the win was the most important That's factor. That's right. That's a win. Because uh, over in East Lansing, they'd love to take a sloppy, ugly win, because that game last week, it looked like Charles Rogers was going to definitely put himself into the front of the Heisman chase with an unbelievable catch that put the Spartans ahead against Notre Dame and wouldn't you know it, the luck of the Irish once again comes to the front. Michigan State's defensive back falls down, runs into his own player and then... Uh, a Notre Dame guy just kind of screens two other would-be tacklers for the Spartans, and they get the touchdown on Arnaz Battles. Game-winning TD. Unbelievable. It was a heck of a game, though, wasn't it? I think Ty Willingham has a leprechaun hat on. <laughs> He's been lucky so far against the Michigan teams. Well, I'll tell you what. He'll take it. He is a great coach, I think. He's going to be at uh, Notre Dame, I think, for a long, long time. So, uh, what do you think? Spartans rebound at home tomorrow at Spartan Stadium against the Northwestern Wildcats? Well, if they don't, they might as well just cancel the rest of the season. <laughs> I think they'll win that one, but be careful. Northwestern could put some points on the board. In the NFL huddle, Lions still looking for that elusive first win. At least they took a step last week to somewhat respectability, losing to the Packers. And really, Joey Harrington showed that he can play the game of football, in my opinion. And they were just... A couple of inches 
away from pulling out a Joe Montana-like win in that game last week when that pass went off the fingertips of Michael, uh, what is it, what's his name? Tight end, anyway, for the Lions. Right off his fingertips late in the game, that would have been the game winner. That's about how much interest people have in the Lions. They don't even know the names of the players anymore. <laughs> uh, but Harrison's fun to watch. I love his enthusiasm. He, he just looks like a winner. Absolutely. Of course, uh, it takes more than looking like a winner. It's about time the uh, old Honolulu blue and gold put a winner on the field, but that ain't going to happen this year. Do you think they could somehow sneak out a win against uh, New Orleans at home? No. I think there's a chance. <laughs> a slim chance. And, you know, I am sick. I will tell you that much. I am, a, I am just a Lion fan. You're I can't just help it. I admit it. I you're, love the Lions. You're like that guy that's getting married down there at Ford Field. I go, what is going on with this guy? My wife would have done it. You know, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary, by the way, and... Uh, but in Lions Our, jersey. Well, that's it. Oh, why not? Oh, they're such <laughs> losers. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, that is our Sunday tradition. We have to watch the Lions, and there's never any blackouts nowadays, so oh. we get all that much more pleasure, so to speak. Uh, we'll be back and take a look at a few other topics we're going to talk about tonight on the Sports Forum. That's 10 until midnight, listeners. 10 until midnight, Extreme FM Sports Talk, your chance to talk sports. And our topic of the evening with Magic Johnson's induction to the Basketball Hall of Fame tonight, you know it's fitting that we ask this question. What player of all time, if you had the chance, would you pick to start your franchise and tell us why? Would it be Magic, Michael, Larry, Wilt? or maybe somebody else. Give us a call tonight during the Sports Forum, and that's one of the questions that we're going to ask you. We'll be back with more here at the Press Box right after this. Roma's back door is a taste of Italy right in downtown Owasso. Delicious cheesy pizza, lasagna, and the list goes on. <laughs> Catering, call Roma's. Lunch, stop by Roma's. Want to eat buffet? Stop by Roma's. Roma's back door, that's Italian. I uh, love that place. The Owasso Neighborhood Cinemas has seven theaters, state-of-the-art stadium seating, and high-back rocker seating. At Owasso Neighborhood Cinemas, you can see any show with the comfort of your own couch. Neighborhood Cinemas says good luck to all area athletes. Carter Lumber of Owasso is your building headquarters. No matter what your product project, Carter Lumber is your project partner. Builders and contractors know the place to go is Carter Lumber for the highest quality and the best and the friendliest professional service. Carter Lumber, 1720 East Main, right down in Owasso. Gotta love it. Back to the castle. Let's see what else is going on out there in mid-Michigan tonight in high school football. Another halftime score. It's Hazlitt 28, DeWitt 20. Woo. I knew that game was going to be a pretty good matchup there. A couple of Ingham County teams and DeWitt, you know, ranked, I believe, aren't they ranked number, number one, one in yeah. their division? They returned a lot of guys off that team who went to the semis last year. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, that was quite a matchup in the semifinals. Chesney and DeWitt, uh, the rematch of their season-ending contest. Score here at halftime is 10-7, to 7, and Chris, uh, have you been watching the Tigers? You know, you dogged me on the Lions. Who's Mr. Tiger, huh? <laughs> yeah, you got me there. I don't watch them, but I... Unfortunately, the news keeps reporting their games. Yeah, I have to do that every morning during the sports report myself. But uh, 103 losses in county. All right. Not sure where they're at tonight. I guess they're up in Toronto, aren't they? Yeah. Winding down the season with a, a weekend set in Toronto. One thing, uh, one thing that's going to be kind of cool, they have the final game on Sunday, and uh, the television crew, they're going to let Ernie Harwell call out the final inning in that, uh, in that game on television, and I think that's a perfect way to end it, don't you? That's the only reason anybody would ever listen to the last inning of a 106-loss season. <laughs> You're right. And also tonight we're going to go in the crease 
We will uh, talk with Mike G somewhere around 10.30, I understand. The Stars are taking on the wings at Joe Lewis Arena. Cujo in the net, of course, for the Red Wings, and we'll see what happened in that contest. And uh, back to Major League Baseball for a moment. We will uh, take a look at the preview for what's going to be happening in the playoffs. Randy Johnson just won the uh, Cy Young Award in the National League, don't you think? With he a did. big win last night, clinching it for the Diamondbacks. Him or his partner there, I guess. Well, Schilling's been struggling a little bit. So I, I think it's the big unit all the way. And also tonight, if time permits, we're going to go off the top rope with the Bartman, talk a little of big-time wrestling, if we can get it in tonight. If it's anything like last week, uh, man, I'll tell you what, we were stacked up with phone calls the entire two hours of the show. That's yeah, how we like to see it. I, I was listening to that show, and I, I warned you guys about Utah. You guys just kind of called Utah. It's going to be a blowout. Michigan always comes back from a loss. They won, well, didn't they? Barely. <laughs> and it was in quest right down to the last minute. You're right. Don't you think I was thinking about you uh, watching that game, too, down the stretch? I did. I thought, man, McNolan did say they were going to give him a game. I thought it was so ugly, though. I couldn't even. I didn't care they won. Yeah. So ugly. That yeah. team, that offense is such a struggling offense. Well, it all starts for real tomorrow, the Big Ten race. Right now, you definitely have to say Ohio State and Penn State are the cream of the crop right now. Yeah, and Ohio State had a big scare, too. Yes, they did. Cincinnati almost took them. That was one heck of a game. Of course, Claret was not playing. Proud tradition there, Cincinnati football. <laughs> well, they're trying to get it back to proud, I'll tell you. Hey, second half about ready to start here on the castle. Didn't a big O play for them? Who? Oscar big, Robinson. Big o? Yes, he did. He was a bear. Well, that, was that was basketball, though. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure <laughs> who was their standout in football throughout the years. It will be Corona receiving the second half kickoff here. With Chris McMillan, I'm Ted Fatale, the Bartman back at the castle. We have live correspondents on the road at New Lothrop and St. Charles. And we have our stringers out there. We love it. Honing in scores from around the area. Can't have enough stringers. Mm -mm. Here's the boot. Bishop kicks it down. Skodak lets it bounce, and it goes to the five. Oh, he almost put a knee down, and then he is down at the five-yard line. Not a good play there by the Cavaliers at all. Skodak's first mistake was letting it bounce. The second one was slipping down to the turf at the five. So again, Corona will start off deep in their own territory. Humble will snap it. Chad Riley and Joe Zadunik are the guards. Tom Butcher and uh, Tim Caswell, along with Brandon Moore, will rotate in and out at guards. Brandon Ward, the tight end. Matt Burns, a split end. Pete Shannon will be the flanker back. Looks like they send in big Dan Hess now at a wide out on the near side here. Clough at quarterback. The referees are, I believe, checking the clock or something. There's a little confusion by the men in the stripes. And they're going to come over. The referee, I believe, was going to come over and talk to head coach Steve Herrick. There was a problem, I believe, with the clock for just a moment. 11.53 to go here in the third quarter. 10-7, Corona. Cavaliers will start off the first possession of the second half from their own five-yard line. Out of the eye. They hand it off to Skodak, trying to go around the left end. Breaks one tackle, looking for a block. Cuts up. Gets across the 10 to close to the 15-yard line. Brought down, but a good run that time by John Skodak. Just kind of choosing his hole he wanted to go through. Running hard. Runs with power also. Not just speed. He's over the 10. So it'll be, we'll call it the 11-yard line. Second down and uh, about five. Matt Burns comes this way. It'll be Pete Shannon in the slot. Trying to go in left to right as we're looking at it. Clough. 
Again to Skodak, he comes this way. Looking for a block, dives by one man, cuts against the grain, and he has a little bit of room. Across the 20, 25-yard line, and up to about the 30-yard line. Some sweet moves that time by John Skodak. Gets the Cavaliers out of a big hole. They started this drive at their own five-yard line, and two John Skodak runs. Takes the ball up to the 30-yard line. Boy, he's got some slippery hips, doesn't he? He does. He gives you a hip, and he's gone the other way. Carries those pads very nicely, too. Do have some television coverage tonight if you're interested in scanning the uh, television tonight while you listen to the Sports Forum program. 10 until midnight. Double wideouts this way. Here's Clough. Clough looking to throw. Now cuts against the grain, tucks it under himself. We're going to get a flag thrown in the pile. And I'm not sure what the first indication is here on uh, the call. It'd be nice if the referees would at least give a little signal right after they throw the flag so we can kind of sort of pick up on it. I mean, holding against Corona. So a 10-yard mark off against the Cavaliers here. We'll send them a little deeper. Clock is stopped. 10.45 to go here in the third. 10-7. Corona leads it over Chesney in the battle of the Mid-Michigan Conference B Division undefeated. Really, it is a two-man race in the conference, as you alluded to a little earlier. Chesanine and Corona, the winner of this game, more than likely already has uh, a conference share pretty much clinched, right? Right. <laughs> There's only five teams in the conference. The winner of this game would go to 3-0. and Clough comes this way. Looks for a throw. Nice completion out to Burns at the 30. So he got back the 10-yard penalty. It'll bring up second and 10. That's really the way, as a coach, you want to see your team uh, manage the yardage. You know, you're looking at first and 20. Don't try to get it all back. Just try to get a good chunk of it and set up a situational football. So it'll be second and 10 from the 30-yard line of 10 from the 30-yard line of Corona. The Cavs lead it by three. Shannon and Burns go out on the far side. It'll be Danny Hess here this way. Out of the eye, Strine and Skodak. They fake it to Skod. Clough keeps it himself, and he is buried. He gets some yardage, though, about four or five yards. He was... WJSZ Ashley Owasso, Z92.5 The Castle. He was racked by Gordon McKinnon that time for the Chesapeake Indians. One of the few teams you'll see be able to run down Clough from behind as the Chesapeake team with their excellent defensive speed. Yeah, they've always had great team speed, and this year is no, uh, no difference. 10-7, Corona leads it. Cavaliers took the opening kickoff here and started at their own five-yard line. They now have it up close to the 35. Third and five. Burns out this way with single coverage on Craig Weisenberger. Clough looking that way. Comes over the middle, catches it, has the first down, and takes it to about the 46-yard line. Great pattern that time by Burns. Just a little curl in. Ran upfield about 10 yards, turned around to the middle, and received a perfect pass from Kyle Clough. He catches what he touches. He does. That's, what, five or six catches by the Cavalier wide receiver. Clough over center now. Out of the eye again. It's Strine and Skodak. Skodak will get the call. Straight up the middle and gets four or five yards on that attempt. Brought down by Sean Plonsky. Also helping out was Andy Hasse. There and uh, also uh, Jake Hennigy. 
Ten to seven, Corona on top. Jared Hughes also in the ball game here for the Indians, working on that uh, defensive line. It'll be Burns coming this way for Corona. Out of the eye, three wideouts for the Golden Black. Here's Strine, just a quick dive play up the middle on second and five. Got maybe a yard. Those runs by Strine are just to kind of remind Chesanine that they do have a fullback in the game, so you can't totally key on Skodak. Eight minutes to go in the third. Front up 10 to seven over Chesanine. Our game of the week right here on the castle. Keep it locked here, though, because if you're looking for some other scores from throughout the mid-Michigan area, we'll bring you up to date when they come in. Big third down now and four from the 46. Clough, play action. Rolls to his left. Looking for somewhere to go. Breaks one tackle. He's not going to get enough, I don't think. It's close. He may have even fumbled the ball. Right in front of the Chesanine bench. Joe Zadunik was over there diving in that area for Corona, but... Uh, Referees say Corona keeps it. The ball will be at the 45-yard line of Chesapeake. Corona sends their punt team on the field. You expect anything uh, out of the ordinary here? Nope. I think they're going to play it close to the vest and punt this baby down. Probably is definitely the thing to do by the book. Holding on to the lead, they'd like to pin Chesapeake deep. Graham in to attempt the kick. Here's the snap. It's a good one. David kicks it off. Judge barely gets it off in time. High Boomer bounces at the five and then rolls into the end zone. So on the touchback, Chesedine will have it first and ten from their own 20. The Montrose State Bank has been serving Montrose and surrounding areas since 1889. Visit their main branch in Montrose or branches in Flushing and Albee with ATM service in New Lothrop. Montrose State Bank wishing all area teams good luck. Hometown travel is your travel connection, 201 West Main Street. Hometown travel is a complete travel service, and remember, there's no cost to use a travel service. Michelle and the gang will help you plan a trip to Europe, Cancun, Mexico, you name it, they plan it. Hometown travel. Cancun, huh? That wouldn't be too bad. Chesanine with it. Snap back to Alden. First and ten from the 20. On the quarterback, Drock takes it up the middle. Takes a punishment, but gets some pretty good yardage going up the middle of the field there. Well, this is where Jim Zappin is such a good coach. The second half adjustments, we'll see what happens here in this first drive. You're right, that third quarter is the key, especially early on. So it'll be second down and three, the ball at the 27-yard line. Chesanine with it, trailing front of by three. Alden out of the spread. This time he hands it off to his running back. He's coming his way, and he has some room. I think that's Corf coming here across the 40. No, it's McKinnon across midfield. And McKinnon takes it all the way down to the 30-yard line of Corona, where he is brought down by Mitch Louch, a 42-yard run around the left end by Gordon McKinnon. Well, there's an adjustment for you. It wasn't anything fancy, just a pretty well-blocked play here on the left side of the Cavaliers, right side of the Cavaliers' defense, and 42 big ones. So we're nearing the midway point here of the third quarter. Cavaliers lead it over Chesanine here on the castle. 10 to 7. Alden hands it off in the backfield to number 26 this time. Ball carrier Brent Haney runs up the gut and gets about four yards on that try. Alden looking over the sideline right now for the play from Coach Jim Zappin. He got about three. Brought down by John Moore and Marty Jandick. 
Two wideouts this way now for the Indians. Justin Schneider, the nearest one to us. Chesney going from right to left. Alden out of the gun. Again, it's Haney, and this time he's hit at the line. Spins ahead, maybe gets a yard. He was in the grasp of Don Skodak, who brought him down. Good tackle there. Also in on the hit, John Moore once again. Haney got a yard. Chesney uses a lot of different players in their skill positions. Big crowd here tonight at Nicanese Stadium in Corona. And it's a perfect evening for high school football. Just ideal weather conditions. Wind picking up just a little bit right now. Alden with the wind in his face. Rolls right. Looking to throw. Dancing around a little bit. Trying to get the first. And he does not get it. He gets up close to the 25-yard line. Has to get right at the 20. So it'll be fourth and five coming up for the Indians right now. There's some pretty good collisions going on right there. Good pursuit. You're right. It was some good collisions. And it's uh, Chesney now in four-down territory at this part of the field because a little too far for a field goal. Right now, watch for the Indians to try maybe to draw the Cavaliers offside. If they do, it would be a first down. They'll go to the shotgun, though. Two wideouts this way. Two on the other side. Here's the snap. Alden will keep it himself around the right end. Cavaliers come up and smother him, and I do not think he has it. That was John Skodak in on the tackle, and it's going to be Corona holding on downs here, and the Cavaliers will take over offensively as they hold the Indians. We have an injured uh, Chesapeake player on the field that may be Alden because he took a pretty hard shot so while they uh, attend to him. Let's take a listen to what else is happening out there in high school football. This is Andy Flynn reporting from New Ossip. Burton Bendel is now on the board. A 37-yard pass play from Roger Vock to R.J. Shalotti. Good for a touchdown. The extra point is up and good, and it is now 7-2. Burton Bendel Tigers are leading the Nalalta Hornets. This is Andy Flynn, Z92.5. This is Ryan Beckman, and it's halftime here in St. Charles. The Bulldogs are hosting the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals and have a 17-0 lead. Josh Braun returned a 50-yard punt to the MLS 5-yard line. Jonathan Norton then kicked in the field goal as time wound down in the first half. Once again, 17-0 St. Charles at halftime. This is Ryan Beckman for Z92.5. All right, St. Charles rolling, uh, New Lothrop trailing. And we'll keep you up to date on all that action. It was Tyler Alden, the Chesapeake quarterback, who was shaken up. And he's going to be helped off the, si the sideline right now. It looks like it may have been one of his legs that was injured. He gets a round of applause here from the crowd. So it'll be Corona leading it 10-7 over Chesapeake, taking over offensively after that defensive stand there. Kyle Clough over to the sideline to get some uh, final advice here from his head coach. That was a vicious hit. I think oh. the Skodak boys put a sandwich on him. They did. Now, Alden was selling out trying to get the first down as he leapt into the air. And he definitely paid the price there. So Clough, now in his third year as a starting quarterback. This is his second wearing the golden black of Corona. He started his varsity career at Ovid Elsie until he moved over here into the Corona School District. He sends two wideouts here on the near side. First and 10, Corona from about the 20. Here's a throw out here to Burns, and Burns is hit immediately that time. Pass was completed, but Craig Weisenberger came up very quickly to make the tackle, but still about a four-yard gain there from Clough to Matt Burns. 
Clough has a lot of zing on that pass. Yeah, for a little guy, he really throws the ball hard. He does. Good fundamentals. Clough will send a couple of wideouts on the far side. We've got uh, big Dan Hess here this way. Clough going to the air again. This one is a pick pass and complete to Burns once again. Pete Shannon came inside and Burns went to the outside and Clough threw it right on the money. What is this, Air Corona? Yeah, it's Air Burns. <laughs> Burns having a great game here from his wide receiver position. Kyle Clough throwing the ball right on the money. First and ten, Corona. 10-7, to seven, the Cavaliers lead it. Three minutes and 40 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Sports Forum to follow, 10 until midnight tonight. Bartman will get you off and rocking at 10 o'clock until I make my way back to the Castle Studios. Here is Clough, fake pumps once, looking downfield to Burns, and this time he overthrows the intended receiver, Matt Burns. Craig Weisenberger did not bite on that fake at all. That's why he is an all-league defensive back and a potential all-stater. So the clock stopped with 3.24 to go here. Corona hanging on to that three-point lead. And it's going to be second down and 10 coming up the Cavaliers from uh, their own 33-yard line. I think you really got to try and get the ball in the hands of the Kodak in the, through the air to add some pass routes. Little swing passes, maybe. He's in the uh, tailback position right now. The eye gets the handoff, and Chesedine reads that one perfectly. Sco nasty, though, refuses to go down. But the whole front wall of the Chesedine Indian defense came across. Jake Hennigy, Sean Klatsky, and Jacob Devereaux all there to bring down Skodak at the line of scrimmage where it's all said and done. He ended up about uh, 12 yards deep in his own backfield, though. They did give him the forward momentum. You got to watch those short little quick passes. This Chesedine team has always got smart players. They're just going to step in front of one of those if you don't watch it. Pass will come this way. It'll be Burns going on the far side along with Pete Shannon. Strine and Skodak behind Kyle Clough for Corona. Third down and 10 from the 33. Clough will roll lap. And then uh, referees are going to stop play with whistles and penalty flags. And this one more than likely going to be against the Cavaliers. I think they've all been against the Cavaliers. I'm not keeping track, but I'll tell you what, uh, I agree with you. The majority of the penalty flags tonight have been against Corona. They probably earned them, but... <laughs> Still, it's hard on an offense. Is that, what, is that what you would say? They would earn them? I said so they probably earned them. Yes. Officials don't make mistakes. No, of course not. Coach Steve Herrick would like to maybe look at a different phrase than earn them, though, I'm sure. He'll try to correct that in practice. Let's see what now. The referees still are a little bit confused. Should I say committed them? They probably committed them. They, they committed them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I don't know what the refs are doing. They had marked the ball back to about the 25. Now what are they going to do, start over again? You know, five yards. There you go. He almost ends up putting the ball right back where he had it, though. Interesting. That's one word for it. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be third down anyway. Third and 15 coming up for the Cavaliers. The ball back at about their own 26-yard line. Quick pitch goes to Skodak. Why not? Halfback option time oh again. God, we haven't seen this all day. But here, he's out in the open now for a moment. But he runs out of room and runs out of real estate on the sideline. Well, that time, you know what? He did have John Strine wide open down the middle of the field and never saw him. 
So he tucked it under himself, and uh, it's going to bring up fourth down now for Corona. Looks like Skodak may have lost a piece of his equipment way back at the 20-yard line. He goes back to retrieve it and comes off the sideline. It'll be grand to attempt the punt with the wind at his back. Like Justin Schneider in there now at about his own 30. Here's the snap. Graham gets it off. High, nice, hanging punch. Schneider bobbles it. It's on the field. They're trying to fight for the ball. Schneider and one of the Cavaliers. I think Chesedine and Justin Schneider were just able to hang on to it. Remember, Tyler Alden, who was shaken up, not back there to field the punt. Let's see if he is okay to come back in at quarterback. But Chesedine holds on to the ball. They'll have it at their own 29-yard line, trailing Corona, 10-7. There's no place like home. All state agents Diane Coolidge and Tom Guyberson stand ready to serve you, whether it's home, life, car, business, all state, where you're in good hands. Stop by to see Diane or Tom for all your insurance needs. All state insurance, East M21 in Owasso. The Guybersons. We love them. 2.20 to go here in our third quarter. Front up by three. It's... I believe, is that Alden back in there? He is, but he's limping. He has a handoff there to his running back. And uh, the ball carrier that time got maybe a couple. That was Steve Korf on the carry. Well, Alden definitely, you can see, is favoring his leg, but he's gutted out. Coming up for the Indians. Let's check back in and see what else is going on. There's a lot going on in the fourth quarter. Ionia 46, Ovid LC 6. In the third, Alma 48, Duran 7. Also in the third quarter, Mount Pleasant 14, Owasso 7. All right, thank you very much, Bart Man. Here's Alden going to the airwaves and uh, throws a pass out in the right wing. Incomplete. And it looks like it might have been his right leg that was affected in that one tackle, and he looked like he had a hard time pushing off that time, Chris, on the delivery. Yeah, that's a long ways to throw the ball all the way over to the sideline. We'll see how it affects him down the stretch. So to bring up third down and nine. Chesanine with the ball from their own 30. Sorry, Ted, they haven't exactly been a pass-happy offense anyways this year. Uh-uh. So Alden will be forced to go to the air this time, though, on third and nine. Trailing 10 to, 10 to 7. He'll come this way with it. Throws a pass out, and it's complete. And a first down for the Indians. Justin Schneider catches that ball right in front of Nathan Lefevre. Kyle Clough also playing some DB for the Cavaliers. He'll come out now, and Burns will go in for him. But a first down, Chesanine. Schneider just a half step slow there. He almost picked it. Almost pulled a Patel. <laughs> well, the Indians now have it first and ten near midfield. They have it at their own 48-yard line, trailing Corona by three. Schneider will come out this way on the near side. Chesedine going right to left as we're looking at it. Alden hands it off to Craig Weisenberger, and Weisenberger stacked up at the line of scrimmage that time. And we're going to get a flag thrown into the pile. Joe Zadunik, first one there for Corona. Let's see what this one is all about. They're going to call a face mask on the Cavaliers. There, you know, there may have been one, but I don't remember a penalty against Chesney tonight. There hasn't been, if there has been, there hasn't been many. 
They call this one the five-yard variety on the face mask. A new rule change this year. The referee's discretion can be a personal foul or it can be just an inadvertent face mask. Take a good switch in the rules there. Of course, you don't win state championships by committing a lot of penalties. No. Well-disciplined, well-schooled team here, the Indians. They trail Oak Corona 10-7. Here's a trap play to Weisenberger. Has some room. Running hard. Hit hard in the secondary. But Craig gets the first down across the 40-yard line of the Cavaliers. Don Skodak again in on the hit, along with Marty Jandik. Indians to their no huddle. There's been some pad popping going on out here tonight, partner. They're starting to hit now. Mid-Michigan Conference B Division title on the line. Corona, if they can pick up a win, will be one win away from the playoffs. Six wins gets you in. Here is, again, a handoff to Weisenberger trying to get around the right end, and this time stopped at the line of scrimmage. Defensive end there for the Cavaliers. Wrapped him up. Carson Colbrey. Also in on the tackle was Nathan Lefevre, and it looks like we may have, this time, an injured Cavalier down. I think we do. It looks like it might be Joe Zadunik who was also in on that tackle. He's going to be looked at by the training staff. And while we have this injury timeout, take a listen to this. Chesting Pools and Spas and Duran Pools and Spas is a proud sports booster on the castle. Whenever you're looking for a spa, look no further than Duran or Chesting Pools and Spas. They, also, they are also Great Lakes Spa and Manatee Spa dealers. There's a new restaurant in Owasso, it's the Melting Pot, and it's coming soon. Perry Family presents the most unique restaurant ever to come to this area. Special menu items from different count countries. Private dining, not not counties, just countries. Countries, too. Not just counties, countries. Absolutely. Private dining on Saturday nights, Ted, for you and your lovely wife. Custom cake decorations you can watch being performed. It's unique. It's the Melting Pot, corner of Comstock and South Washington, downtown Owasso. Of course, one of the owners, Paula Perry, has her own television show locally. Did you know that? No. The Owasso Show. Dan the Man from the Castle was on there as a special guest here recently. And, uh, boy, my wife and I watched it. Let me tell you, we enjoyed it immensely. We ought to have you on there and interview you. Cable access. You think so? I think so. Yeah, and, and really grill you. They've always said, tough questions. They've always said, though, I have more of a face for radio, and that's why we're doing this. You think they could well, tell me it's almost radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is radio, baby. In your face radio. Well, that was Joe Zadunik who was shaken up. He's toughened it out. He's coming off the field limping noticeably, but he's coming off under his own power. That's always good to see. I think it was a cramp. I think that's what it was. Might yeah, they're stretching his leg. 23 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Corona leads it 10-3. Second down and nine. Chesedine with it. Alden had time to throw the ball that time, and it was intended for Corf, but that leg injury is definitely bothering Tyler Alden. It looks like, you know, you probably have had the injury on your ankle before where they just tape the living daylights out of it so you can't move it. <laughs> Problem is when you can't move it, you, you know, you have no flexibility at all. And I think that's what he has going on right now. So it was incomplete. Third down now and nine from the Corona 38-yard line. Chesney with the ball, trailing the Cavaliers 10-7. Alden rolls this way. He's had some pretty good time back there. Throws a pass out behind the intended receiver that time. Justin Schneider. Kyle Clough was there defending along with... Mitch Louch was also in there uh, defending that would-be pass. And let's see. 
Chesedine looks like they're going to send the punt team out. They have it at the 38-yard line of Corona. Again, this is a situation where you always got to be careful of a fake. Chesedine trails Corona. 10-7 with 9 seconds to go in the half. What they're hoping to do now, if they do punt it, is pin the Cavaliers deep. Skodak down at about his own uh, 10. Here's the boot. Bishop going to the coffin corner. Skodak lets it bounce. It takes a Cavalier bounce back close to the 10, and it almost bounced into the back of the calf area of John Skodak. The front will get it. First and 10 from their own nine-yard line, leading it over Chesedine. 10 to 7 when we come back to start the fourth quarter. Owasso Ace Hardware, located next to the river on Main Street in downtown Owasso, right across the street from the new Tim Hortons, is bursting with in-store specials that'll knock your socks off. Want to save on outdoor furniture, grills, driveways, sealer, paint, you name it, it's on sale now at Owasso Ace Hardware. They're proud sports boosters on the castle. Cape Auto Body in St. John's is proud to support mid-Michigan athletes. Remember, accidents happen, and if one happens to you, make sure it's Cape Auto Body that does your repairs. Those who know know it's the place to go. Call them, 989-224-7066. Cape Auto Body, St. John's. Let's go back and see what is going on out there in prep football tonight. Going into the fourth quarter, Brighton over Howell, 21-zip. 21 to zip. Brighton over Howell. That's a big matchup down there in that area. Those teams, they do not like each other. Of course, Brighton, the alma mater of Drew Henson. Boy, the Wolverines can certainly use him right now for his senior season. I'd take Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. They've got a big game coming up. Take on undefeated San Diego in the NFL on uh, Sunday. Frontal with it. First and ten from their own nine. Here is uh, Kyle Clough keeping it himself. Gets it up maybe to the 10-yard line, you know, and this is the time of the game, too, where you definitely want to hold on to that football, baby. Won't have any wild pitches on the option, that's for sure. And Clough that time wisely kept it himself. Fourth quarter just underway with Chris McMillan. I am Ted Fatale, the Bartman, back at the studios. We have Ryan Beckman up in St. Charles covering that game for the Castle. Andy Flynn over in New Lothrop covering that one. New Lothrop and uh, Burton Bendel. Skodak the lone back. Now he's joined by Strine who takes the handoff up the middle. Strine takes it maybe to the 15-yard line, so it'll be third down and about five coming up here for Corona. Minute gone here in the final quarter. It's been a heck of a game. Chesedine and Corona, first place on the line, and more importantly, school pride between these two rivals. It's been a very even matchup throughout the years. Of course, Chesedine holds the edge in conference championships. They had that absolutely incredible run in the 1980s where... Pretty much every year they won the conference championship, and they hold uh, the record in the Mid-Michigan Conference with 17 overall championships compared to Corona's 11. It's been a quite a storied conference uh, as far as the B division goes, and uh, a little confusion now in the Cavalier huddle as they decide they want to call a timeout. We got third down and four coming up right after this. Card Brothers Equipment in Chesting has all your tractor needs, big and small, from White, Simplicity, Massey, Eggco, and Eggco Alice. Card Brothers, there to serve you and their family-owned since 1971. On Brady Road in Chesting, 
We all salute the Indians from Card Brothers. Van Wall is your Culligan man for Shiawassee and the surrounding counties with a complete line of water softeners and systems, supplies and vetting machines. Call Van your Culligan man, 725-5515 in West Town, Owasso, sponsoring high school sports on the castle. Cadwalder Lord Hahn is your local auto owner's insurance agency. Thousands of people insure with auto owners, and with that many satisfied customers, they must be doing something right. Auto, business, Cadwalder Lord Hahn for all insurance needs. 200 West Exchange right there in Owasso, that town right over there. Right over that way. Right that way. Over that way, yeah. Directionally challenged. <laughs> well, timeout is over, third and four. Coming up for Corona from their own 15. Clough, oh, here's a penalty flag. Clough rolls around the right side. Gets the corner, has the first down, but I got a feeling this one's coming back. Penalty flag back at about the 10-yard line, way away from the play. And I wonder if it's, again, one of those lining up in the neutral zone infractions. They're having some problems before the ball's ever snapped tonight. And it is going to be against the Cavaliers. So wave off the first down, and that's going to pin them a little deeper here for third and long. 10-24 to go here in the ballgame. 10-7. Corona over Chesanine. Boy, I can't wait to see the stats on the penalties. It's just so one-sided. One it's It really is. You know, the I penalties, mean, the mistakes, but Corona's still leading. Still leading the ballgame. That's the most important stat at the moment. So it'll be third down now and eight. Ball back, back at the 10-yard line. Run at their own 10, leading it by three. They'll send Burns out on the far side of the field. It's been uh, Craig Weisenberger exclusively covering Matt Burns here pretty much the entire way. Burns having a pretty good game. Clough, play action, rolls this way. Oh, he's in trouble. Trying to get away from it. Breaks one tackle, but actually loses a couple of yards, so it's all up now to David Graham and his foot. Punt situation. Chesney should get it in great field position here. We could have one going right down to the wire here from the Knicks tonight. Probably going to have a good shot at a field goal no matter what happens here if they move the ball at all. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, this game has a lot of implications. Of course, first place in the conference, and uh, also... That's got a lot of importance for the Chesapeake Indians. A win here could put them back in the playoff hunt along with a championship uh, potential in front of them. People were trying to bury the champs. They lost to two good football teams. That Montrose team is very, very good. Well, I'll tell you, if you're Corona, you knew that if you're going to win a championship, you've got to beat the champions. And, uh, you know, they've got their hands full tonight. This is quite a matchup here, our best matchup of the season. So it'll be uh, David Graham back in the end zone. I, I will say this. The referees have called a lot of penalties on Corona, but they have definitely been confused out yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're breaking the momentum of the game. They, they really are. I mean, it, you know. Are we on TV? Are we having TV time? I don't, we don't know. know about, or? It shouldn't be that confusing. I mean, here we have a fourth down play coming up. I don't know what the debate is about. So we have 9.39 on the clock. I think that's what the problem is. The referee can't get his stopwatch to synchronize with the scoreboard clock. The corona punter does not get a deep drop. He doesn't. He, he's dangerously close. I noticed that myself, you know. He's probably, what would you say, uh, 10 at the most. At the very most. And then he has to come up a couple yards to punt it. So, you're right. I noticed that myself earlier. He is closer than most punters to the line of scrimmage. 
but it hasn't affected him so far. Here he, he gets it off quickly, too. Nice, high, booming punt. Fielded by Schneider, who signaled for the fair catch right around the midfield area. So it'll be uh, Chesedine with it. First and 10 from their 48-yard line with 9 minutes and 41 seconds to go in the contest. Indians trail the Cavaliers 10-7 right here on the castle. Steve's Place, a restaurant with a complete menu and affordable prices. Steve's Place, where the ribs are out of the world, this world tasty, where grand champion Nebraska corn-fed Angus steaks are served, where prime rib is slow roasted. Steve's Place in the Comstock Inn, 300 East Main in Owasso. Well, we're going to go down the stretch with you, ladies and gentlemen. 10-7 for run on top of Chesanine. First place on the line here in the Mid-Michigan Conference. Both teams undefeated in the league. The Cavaliers undefeated on the season. Here's Steve Korf around the left end. Running hard. And the Cavaliers stop him after about three yards on the attempt. Nate Lefevre was there along with Tom Butcher. You just get the feeling that uh, Chesanine's going to have to get some kind of trick wrinkle in here to break one. Well, they got the big guy in the backfield there, I see. They're going to go to the jumble wishbone right now and try to knock it down the field and ball control it. Here is the handoff. Ball carrier that time takes it up to about the 46-yard line of Corona. Let's see who that fullback is when they go to the jumbo. Do you see the number? 63 is the number. Okay, that would be Jacob Hennigy, just like Leo Hennigy used to do it out of their jumbo wishbone. It'll be Jacob Hennigy at fullback again out of the wishbone. Alden will come over center. We'll have Korf in the backfield along with another running back on that wishbone. Alden looking to throw. Throws it out this way. It's complete to Weisenberger. Craig Weisenberger across the 35-yard line. And we're going to get a late flag. And let's see if this one's on Hennigy. Cavaliers are clapping their hands. It's going to be a personal foul on the Indians. So, boy, if you're a Corona fan listening, Indians may have not had many penalties, but that's a biggie. That's a bad one all the way around. Poor decision by that young man. Well, I think it's a dead ball foul, though, because they had the first down on the play. Flag came late, but we never know. So let's just see after they shake it all down. Why don't we take a short pause here, and then I'll, uh, I'll recap what we have happening. Stoddard Homes in Chesney is Mid-Michigan's oldest manufacturing housing retailer, providing quality, affordable housing for three generations. The Stoddards are located just a half mile south of M57, Chesanine. Stoddard Homes is proud to support all of Mid-Michigan high school sports. Well, they, uh, they did call it a dead ball penalty, so they give them the first down on the completion. And they bring the ball back to the 40, let's call it the 48-yard line of Corona. So after it was all said and done now, it's first and 10 from the Corona 48-yard line. Clock moving, 8.20 to go here in this one. Alden back to the shotgun. Takes the snap. Hands it off this time. Ball carrier that time, Weisenberger stacked up the line of scrimmage. Marty Jandick, first one there. That was Karf, rather, on the carry. He maybe lost a yard. They'll mark it at the 49. Oh, it's nail-biting time, buddy. I love these kind of games. Two of these longtime rivals and 
two of the better football programs in this area. Alden over center. He's got trips on the far side. Guerrero this way. Course the lone back. Alden fires one downfield. He gets hit late. It's up in the air. It's tipped. And oh my goodness. It was tipped right to a wide open Chesedine Indian player who could have just strolled into the end zone. But on the deflection, it took his timing off a little bit. And he couldn't haul it in. Woo! That was close. Believe it was off the tips of Justin Schneider's fingertips. Wow. That was close. Gamblers are dodging some bullets right now. Well, that pass hung in the air a long time, too. So it'll bring up third down and 11. 7.38 to go. Front up by three. Hauled it out of the shotgun again. Rolls left. Trying to set up a short pass. Now goes deep. Throws it up. It's Louch. Knocks it away. Nearly had the interception. And the Cavaliers had double coverage that time on the intended receiver. So it looks like Chesanine will punt it again. That was Weisenberger on the attempt. And uh, Indians will try again to pin uh, Cavaliers deep. The always dangerous one, though. John Skodak back at his own 10-yard line. Indians just 3 out of 15 through the air. They continue to struggle with that passing game. So it'll be Jonathan Bishop to punt it. Gets the snap, boots it up. Nice spiraling punt again. Skodak lets it bounce. This punting game has just killed the Cavaliers tonight. The ball rolls down to the one-yard line again. So Jonathan Bishop putting a clinic on on how to pin a team deep. So front and back again with the ball. First and ten, but from their own two-yard line, we'll call it. <coughs> Excuse me. If an injury is keeping you on the sidelines, call McLaren Sports Medicine of Owasso. We can help get you back in the game along with traditional therapy. We offer ACL therapy, knee, orthopedic, and shoulder injuries, licensed certified athletic trainers, and physical therapists, all at 216 East Comstock, Owasso, or call 989-729-2929. First and 10, Corona. From their own two, Clough looking to throw. Woo! Dangerous pass out this way to Matt Burns. Incomplete. Well, a little quick one-step drop and fire it, but still, he threw it a long way to the side. This is textbook on how to stop a high-powered offense, just continuing to punt the ball and pin them inside the five. Mm -hmm. Yep. Field position. Isn't that one of the key phrases you hear Saturdays and Sundays? Well, we're hearing it here tonight on this Friday evening. Chesanine and Corona. It's a classic. Hasn't been the prettiest game, but it's a classic football matchup. Old-fashioned country fist fight. That's what it is. Burns will come out this way. Second down and ten from the two. Corona at their own two. Burns flips this way. Clough keeps it. Cuts upfield close to the five-yard line and gives the Cavaliers a little bit of breathing room. Let's quickly check back in and see what else is going on out there. This is Andy Flynn from New Lothrop. The New Lothrop Hornets have just driven... 71 yards in 11 plays in 3 minutes and 13 seconds. Finally finding some offense in this game and have tacked down a touchdown. Brock Miller in from 3 yards out. 
The two-point conversion was no good, and with 9.07 remaining in this contest, Lothrop has now snuck ahead of Burton Bendel, 8-7. This is Andy Flynn reporting for Z92.5. Wow, quite a game going on over there in Hornet land. Quite a game here, too. Third and six, Corona. Clough, quarterback draw, spins, and he's close to a first down. Let's see where they give him progress at. His knee may have hit before the down marker. Kyle thinks he has it. That was a beautiful play with the spin. Let's see where they mark the ball. It's going to be the all-important spot right here, folks. 6.25 to go in the ball game. Sports Forum will follow. 10 until midnight. Here comes the chain gang. Don Butcher in his 50th year on the sidelines, leading the crew out onto the field. Don, have you ever picked up any tips throughout the years as far as those linkages go? He did. <laughs> it was enough for the Cavaliers to pick up the first down. Boy, they got the first down for about the length of the football, wasn't it? Pretty close. Big play there by Kyle Clough. Well, the person that won the 50-50 ticket, we can see who that is, as they are going crazy down below us. I didn't hear the total, but it's got to be a pretty large amount. How much? Wow, over a thousand bucks. Here is Clough. Ooh, you might need it for medical assistance. The handoff goes to Stride. He gets a couple of yards. She bit the dust coming up the steps to get her thousand bucks. <laughs> trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope she didn't drop her ticket down. Ooh, wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a bad Friday night when you can go to a game, spend your uh, four bucks to get in, and go away with over a thousand bucks. Wow. Right after this play, we're going to check back in and see what's happening. Second down and seven. Front of with it. From their own 15, Kyle Clough, the quarterback. Runs the option right. Stacked up the line of scrimmage. Did he fumble? I'm not sure if he fumbled the ball. It almost looked like there was that kind of activity. They may have also a flag on the field. And while they unpile, let's check in and see what is going on out there. Well, we've got a final. It's Ionia 46, Ovid LC 6. In the fourth quarter, Alma leading Durand 60 to 20. Oh, jeez. We've got Mount Pleasant over Owasso 20 to 13 in the fourth. And in the third quarter, it's Hazlitt 28, DeWitt 26. Ooh, that, that game is the game of the night, too. The scores we're getting there. Hazlitt up by two over the DeWitt Panthers. Yeah, that's a surprise. That's that's kind of a similar little rivalry like we have right here with Corona and Chesanine. The reason we're, we're chatting here is we do have another injured Cavalier on the field. I believe it might be Joe Zadunik again shaken up. So on this injury timeout, take another listen to some more great words from our sponsors. Confer's Family Food Market in New Lothrop has been serving area customers for over 100 years, offering custom beef butchering. That's the way they can bring you farm-fresh, grain-fed, naturally-aged, top-quality beef. Confer's makes their own pork sausages in patties and links and bratwurst. Get freezer beef by the side or quarter. Confer's Market in New Lothrop says go Hornets. And it, it does look like it is Joe Zadunik. They're looking at his leg, and maybe it's that cramp situation yeah. again, Chris. I think it's cramped up again. Oh, boy. Duran thought they were on the back. Upward swing. Did somebody lay 60 on you? Well, it was Alma, right? I yeah. think Alma was a little bit angry after the two tough losses to Chesney and Corona. And that, 
unfortunately for the railroaders, is their homecoming tonight, too. 60. Yeah. Oh. At home, you get 60 laid on you. That's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That is a lot. can't remember the, the any team here lately that's put up 60 in the mid-Michigan area. I know way back when, Corona put up 72 on the railroaders back in 1947. You were a small boy watching that game. Yeah, that's right. That was water boy. <laughs> Zadunik is definitely in some pain on the sidelines. He's rolling around. That must be one heck of a cramp. Those cramps hurt. Oh, yeah. Especially when you get them right in your calf. Oh. Third and seven coming up here for Corona from their own 15-yard line. The Cavaliers lead it 10 to 7. Some confusion on the field right now. Cavaliers not quite sure how many people to have out there. The referee says, no, we can't let your player lay down there at the 20-yard line. you got to take him up to the 30. Wow. I guess rules are rules. Well, we have a lot of discussion going on. Man, oh, man. Well, I'm sure glad I don't have to drive like a half hour to show up for a sports forum program at some establishment tonight. Bartman will get us off and rolling at 10 o'clock. I obviously am going to be a little late to start the program. Five minutes to go in this one. Front up by three. Big third down now coming up. Clough looking to throw. Throws one up here at the sideline to Burns. Incomplete out of bounds. And we have another penalty flag on the field. Hmm. I can't wait to see how many penalties, especially against Corona, because this one's going against them again. Again, procedure. Or illegal procedure, however you want to call it. Somebody keeps doing the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah, we'll give the referees the benefit of the doubt, but uh, this time, Chesney declines the penalty. So, partner, we're going to go right down the stretch here, baby. Down the stretch. Just under five minutes to go. Field position has been in Chesney's favor this entire second half. Front of leads it on a David Graham field goal. He's in there to attempt the punt now. Justin Schneider standing right at the 50-yard line to receive this punt. And uh, John Strine says, I'm not sure. Maybe we don't have enough players on the field. No, they got enough. They got enough, but he called it. Oh, they had up. too many. Oh, they had too many. <laughs> well, that's the one to get off. At least Mr. Strine could count. <laughs> that's his job. <laughs> that is his job. So he, they call the timeout to make sure they get the right amount of players on the field. If you're going to put 12 out there, do it in a little different situation, right? We'll be back with more here. It's 10 to 7 Corona in this wild one over Chesanine. Ultra Dex Tooling of New Lothrop salutes the New Lothrop Hornets for the teamwork, sportsmanship, and character that has made them the leaders they are. We salute the administration, teachers, parents, and students that make up our excellent system. From girls volleyball to, so, to, to a so far undefeated football team and to a great educational program. New Lothrop celebrates your homecoming. Pride. Everyone at Ultradex Tooling is proud. Well, I'll tell you, New Lothrop does have a fine sports program going over there. The volleyball state champions from a year ago. They had a great basketball team on the boys' side, undefeated girls' team. They play solid, like I said, volleyball. Just a great little school. Here's Graham to attempt. Gets a good punt, or good snap. High punt, fielded by Chesney at about the 45. It's Weisenberger back there, coming this way, looking for a block and brought down in Corona territory at about the 44, and it's going to be do-or-die time for young quarterback Tyler Alden. Alden trying to shake off a leg injury. 
trying to put together some kind of drive. The Cavaliers looking to play defense here, and we're going down the stretch. 4.43 to go in the ball game. Cavaliers have played great defense. They really have. The Indians have had the ball in Cavaliers end the whole second half. And the Chesanine score came after a Cavalier fumble on the first play from scrimmage, gave the Indians the ball at the front of 15. Here's Alden. Rolling to his left with the option. Here's the pitch back to Corp. Corp comes up. And a great tackle by sophomore linebacker Nathan Leslie there. One-on-one -on -one with running back Steve Corp and brought him down and kept him inbound. So the clock will continue to move. Ooh, official timeout. Well, the officials will stop the clock as... Uh, I can't tell if there's a player down over in front of the Chesapeake bench. So while we have uh, this discussion here at the Knicks, let's see what else is going on out there. Well, we've got a final for you. Brighton 21, Howell 0. And in the fourth quarter, Hazlitt over uh, DeWitt 34-26. Is that the final? No, it's in the fourth. Okay. Thank you very much, Bartman. Well, it's, it's a rare break in the in the uh, action tonight. The officials have stopped play about 30 times tonight. Yeah, it really has put a little a bit of a, a lull on this. And by the way, uh, I may have been calling him Nathan Leslie, but it's Ryan Leslie that is the linebacker there for the Cavaliers, a sophomore, brother of Nathan Leslie, who was a standout over here in front of us. So I apologize to the family there. Ryan knows who he is. 424 to go here in the contest. I don't know what that was all about. Who knows? Second down and seven. Chesanine from the 41-yard line of Corona. They trail the Cavaliers 10 to 7. Three wideouts this way. Alden out of the shotgun. A little fling pass over here to Guerrero. Guerrero tripped up. Open field tackle by John Strine there. And Guerrero gets it to the 40-yard line. So it's going to be third down and five coming up now. And it looks like we have an Indian, I believe, shaken up. One of the linemen there, and might be starting center, Jonathan Bishop, who is also their kicker. Looks like he's going to come out. Coming in for him, Jared Hughes. So you always got to be careful when you send in a new center late in the game on the exchange or the shotgun snap back to the quarterback. Four minutes left, 10 to 7. That's where you want to do a little head slap. <laughs> yeah. Get the middle line. Exactly. 10 to 7, thrown on top. Third and five out of the shotgun. Hughes in at center. Here's a snap, a good one. Alden has time, now rolls left. Dan Hess puts some pressure on. Alden dives up the middle, and the Cavaliers sack in for about a yard loss. John Moore in on the tackle, but Dan Hess really made that play as he came in from his defensive end position and put on some pressure along with Jandick, and that forced Alden to, instead of getting around the end, try to run it up the middle. So this may be the game here. Fourth down. Eight yards to go. Clock moving. Three and 20. Trying to hold on to a three-point lead. Tyler Alden, all alone at quarterback. Empty backfield, three wideouts on the far side, two this way. Alden has time, throws one over the middle, and it's caught! 
A.J. Guerrero with the completion inside the 25-yard line on fourth and long. How about that? 21 yards from Tyler Alden. He hasn't made a better throw than that all year. And Guerrero hauled it in in front of the defender, John Skodak, that time. So new life for the Indians. First and 10 from the 24 of Corona. 10 to 7 is the score of the Cavs. Here's a draw play up the middle. Running back, running hard. I believe that's Korf. Korf takes it up to about the 15-yard line. That was actually Justin Schneider on that carry. Alden has in the backfield with him now Gordon McKinnon. He'll send over Brandon Brainerd out here this way with Guerrero. 2.15 to go. Second and a yard from the 15. You got a free play here, partner. Alden out of the shotgun. He'll run the draw play, though. It goes to McKinnon. McKinnon dives across the 15, and it looks like it's going to be enough for a Chesapeake Indian first down. Could we be looking at perhaps overtime? 10 to 7 is the score. Corona scored a 31-yard field goal by David Graham just in front of the second quarter horn. We have an official's timeout on the field as they bring out the chains. Clock stopped with 2.06 to go in the ballgame. 0% financing is back at Malvern Ford on North M52 in Chesnane. Malvern has always had the best deals for you out there in M52, but now it's even better. If you missed out on 0% the first time around, don't make the same mistake twice. 0% financing is back at Malvern Ford on M52 just north of M57 in Chesnane. Well, it's a first down. They stretched it out. First down, Chesnane. First and 10. Ball at the 14-yard line of Corona. The Michigan B Conference Championship on the line here at the Nick. Out of the eye. Indians hand it off to Weisenberger. They're just going to keep it in the middle of the field, it looks like. Weisenberger maybe gets a yard or so. Clock continues to run. I wouldn't be relying on a high school kicker. I'd throw a couple in the end zone. How about you, Ted? I tend to agree with that. Bishop, an excellent kicker. Remember, he was shaken up. He's, they're within his range, though. But you're right. To have a game come down to the foot of a kicker is awful lot to ask. But there's still a lot of time to run some plays. Second down now. Nine from the 13. Chesney trailing by three. They have the ball. Alden will run the option left. And he is buried in the backfield. Butcher there along with Kyle Clough. Tyler's really hobbling now. Yeah, it's tough for Tyler to get outside with that ankle. Or I'm going to assume it's an ankle injury. And let's check in and see what else is happening out there. Another final. It's Byron 35, Lakeview 24. Eagles remain undefeated. Thank you, Bartman. 10 to 7. Third down. 13 yards to go from the 17. Alden over center. Hand off up the middle. 
Ball players up the gut and in the open. Takes it down inside the 10-yard line, and it's going to be close to an Indian first down. Boy, did that fool the Cavaliers. Uh, I don't know why. It was just, I think it was just a well-blocked play. 20 yards on it. Almost. And now, it almost screws up your coaching. Now you don't know what to do. Oh. Go for the touchdown, go over the field goal. Yeah, I know. Well, they're fourth and a yard. Fourth and a yard to go. We have, here's the situation, ladies and gentlemen. 33 seconds left in the game. I just have a feeling that Jim Zappin's going to go for it. I have no indication on it, Chris, but it's fourth and a yard from the six. It's a very tough call. It's a very tough call. Let's see what the uh, outstanding coach of Chesney decides to do here. He's a, he's a confident coach. He has confident players. I wouldn't be surprised if he went for it. Well, let's see. I think he's going to the jumbo lineup, man. That's exactly what he's going to do. No? Or is he? Yeah, he is. They're jumbo. going for it. Yep. I mean... Now the Cavaliers are going to call a timeout. No, Chesanin calls a timeout. Wow. The tension is so thick, man, you can cut it with a cut-co knife. 33 seconds to go in this one. 10 to 7. Corona holding on, but Chesanin has it deep in the Cavalier territory. Looking at a fourth and a yard to go from the sixth. Attention snowmobilers, attention snowmobilers. Shawasi Sports Center of New Lothrop announces a huge open house and tent sale on snowmobiles and all accessories. It all happens October 4th and 5th at Shawasi Sports Center. They'll be blowing it out, all the 2002 snowmobile models. Plus, you can see all that's new for 2003. Shawasi Sports Center, 7439 M13 in New Lothrop. Quickly, let's check in and see what's going on. All right, we've got a final for you. Elma 61, Duran 20. A couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's Owasso over Mount Pleasant, 21 to 20. And we're all tied up. DeWitt and Hazlitt at 34. Wow, wild Friday night here. Thanks, Bartman. And here's a wild one down the stretch. Fourth and a yard out of the wishbone. Alden. Takes a snap, and is going for it. It's a collision at the line of scrimmage. Did he get enough? We are not sure, and it's all going to depend on those striped shirts out there, where they put the ball down. It's just in front of the five-yard line, and I think the Indians may have it. They're probably going to bring the chain out, and we'll see. What do you think, Chris? That was a battle of wills there in the middle of that scrum. Well, I'm not sure who even carried it, but it was a dive up the middle on fourth and a yard. So what do you do now if you do get it? Oh, you you go for it still. 27 seconds to go. I think they've burned their timeouts, haven't they? Uh-oh. They got it by three inches. What if you run the ball now and you don't make it? Oh, I see what you're saying. I, let's see. I don't know if they have any timeouts They got one left. timeout one left. left. The scoreboard here okay. does have it. They're all right then. Jumbo, they're going to try and smash it they're in. They're going to smash it in or try to. You're right. First and goal from the four. Chesanine with the ball. The defending Division Four state champions. Taking on Corona, undefeated on this season. Here's a hand up in the backfield. Nothing there. And the Indians are probably going to have to burn their final timeout Ooh, here. Yeah. Wow, the line there for the Cavaliers stacked up the ball carrier. I believe it was Cork. So it's uh, the final timeout for Chesapeake. Chris, this is Whoa. unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. Second down and goal from the three-yard line. 13 seconds to go. Toronto leads at 10 to 7. But they're hanging on for dear life. Let's take a quick pause here and update you on our sponsors. What can make a Manitan 4 more attractive? Nothing. That's because during Manitan fall promotion, the big nothing at Geeskin's cabinetry and floor covering and chesting, you pay nothing down and nothing in interest for 12 months. Get a beautiful new laminate or wood floor from Manitan and Geeskin's in downtown Chesting. Whether building a new home or remodeling your current home, there's someone you should know about. Harris Wood Floors. There's nothing that gives your home more warmth and character than solid wood floors. Dennis Harris is proud of his craftsmanship and Harris Wood Floors. Uncompromising quality. Call them 989-845-6836. We got a lot of new sponsors on board tonight. Outstanding job by the sales staff. Outstanding job by the boosters. You can tell with all the calls coming in tonight and all this excitement, everybody loves high school football. And boy, do we love this. Here we go. Second and goal from the three. Out of the bone again. Alden over center. Looking to throw. Throws one out to the left side. Kyle Clough was there to break it up and nearly picked it off. And Chris, you were given the signal before the play pass, and you had it called. You almost had to if you run and don't make, and you got no timeouts left. That's true. Now I think you got it. Well, you take you one more it. shot. Nine seconds. Nine seconds to Third go. Third down. Third down. You. One I don't know. Shot to throw it in the end zone, maybe. Yeah, you got time. You definitely cannot get sacked. Right. You yeah. even take a chance and, and ground I'd it. I'd kick it, but I'm, I'm chicken. Well, here we go. Nine seconds to go. Front up by three. Chesedine three yards away. Alden over center. Out of the boat again. Alden looking to throw. Has some time. Throws one up. Diving attempt. Incomplete. So here comes the field goal team, I believe. Oh, boy. We're staring at overtime for a Cavalier victory. That's where we're at. Oh, man. It's going to be Jonathan Bishop. You know, he plays center. He has to go over there now, put the shoe on, and now come out and kick. Wow. Crudda does have a timeout left, Chris. Do you burn it, or you let him kick it while he's tired? I think you call it, but they're not going to. Let's, let's... Fourth down. Here we go. It's going to be a 20-yard attempt. High snap. Kicks up. It is... Good, and we're going to go to overtime. Oh, Bishop showed some tremendous willpower there. Stand back. It was a high snap. But we are going to tee it up, folks. We're going to go from the 10-yard line and have our first overtime of the season right here on the castle. Don't worry. We'll have the sports forum coming up to you here after the show or after the ball game. But right now, it's first place on the line in the conference, and Chesedine and Corona all knotted up at 10 points apiece. And, Chris, how ironic is this? David Graham kicks a field goal at the end of the second quarter, the last play of the first half, to give the Cavaliers a 10-7 lead, and the last play of regulation, his counterpart, Jonathan Bishop, ties it up and sends it to overtime. Well, we got a short pause here on the field. Let's get caught up on what's going on out elsewhere out there in football. This is Andy Flynn reporting from New Lothar. The New Lothar Hornets have put this game away. 
with one minute and 30 seconds remaining in the game. The New Walter Florence have driven 80 yards in 15 plays, covering six minutes. And Brock Miller has packed on another four-yard touchdown run. Brian Coulter with an extra point kick, and it is now 15-7 with a minute and a half to go. And it looks like the New Walter Hornets may hold on, but we'll have to see if uh, Benwell can put a rush on at the very end. That's Andy Flynn reporting for Z92.5. Thanks, Andy. We've also got a final. It's Owasso 21, Mount Pleasant 20. WJSZ Ashley Owasso, Z92.5, the castle. Wow, it's a wild football evening here in mid-Michigan. And that's what you would expect about midway through the season. This is week number five. Let's see what the uh, coin toss tells us right here. It looks like... Uh, I think Chesanine is going to start off with the football first, I believe. It's hard to tell because referees don't give us a good uh, signal here in what's going on. We do know what's going on in the scoreboard. We're tied up at 10 points apiece. Chesanine and Corona, the longest rivalry in mid-Michigan in high school football, and it's quite fitting that we have this kind of finish here at Nicanese Field in uh, Corona. Well, this is about the only way Corona's going to score the second half is starting at the 10. <laughs> yeah. They, they've been starting at their own two. They get good field position for a change, right? Right. Well, we'll see what can happen here. Uh, and, and you just got to give all kinds of credit to the Indians for hanging in there and hanging in there. And how about Jonathan Bishop? Oh, he took his time on that kick. He lined it up, and his, his line gave him a lot of time because he took an extra couple seconds. He did. But with two seconds to go in the game, he puts it in from 20 yards out. And that ties it up at 10 points apiece. Wow. Let's go back out and find out what is happening in the world of football. Well, it is final. New Lothrop 15, Burton Bendel 7. All right, outstanding on that. So the New Lothrop Hornets continue on undefeated. Byron also stays undefeated with a win tonight. Corona trying to stay undefeated, but they are tied up here going into overtime against Chesanese Indians. So it's going to be actually Corona going to start out with the football. Chesanese has elected that they want to play there on the uh, south side of the field. So it'll be Corona. In, in high school overtime, you get four cracks at it from the 10-yard line. And the other team then gets to match or beat what you do. So it'll be Clough, first and ten, in overtime, runs the option left. Chesanine has some momentum, and they bring him down. He gets maybe a couple of yards on that carry around the left end. Quickly, let's check back in. What else do you have for us? couple minutes left in the game. DeWitt, 41, Hazlitt, 34. Woo, the Panthers woke up. Thank you for that one. Here's Burns coming in with a play off the bench of Coach Steve Herrick. Second down and goal from the eight-yard line. We're in overtime, tied at 10. Chesanine and Corona. I think he almost got to throw it. Yeah. Look for Burns. Burns will come out this way in single coverage, but he's defended by the very quick-handed Craig Weisenberger. They're looking to Burns. Bump and run. They go to the corner to him. Stop and just past his fingertips. I'm telling you, that Weisenberger is one of the more finest DBs I've seen in a while. He was all over Burns. First he bumped and run him, and then uh, he was all over him in the end zone. Pass was a little long, but it had the right idea. It was the fade. Cavaliers are staying right with their best receiver, though. They're not backing down from that outstanding defensive back. Well, you might see here, Chris, they might try a pass play to a big Dan Hess, too. Six foot seven. 
try to get him over the middle and throw just a alley-oop pass up to him. John Skodek's an excellent receiver himself. Well, it'll be big number 88. Dan Hess going out on the far side of the field. Burns over this way along with Shannon. Clough going to roll right. Has a little time. Throws over the middle. Incomplete. It was almost intercepted. That was Gordon McKinnon with the, the deflection to knock it down. So Corona going to be forced to kick it on fourth down. Fourth and goal from the eight. It'll be David Graham in there. They'll put it down at the 15-yard line. So it'll be a 25-yard field goal here in overtime. Tied at 10. Stride kneeling down. It'll be Louch with a snap. Good snap. Louch puts it down. The oh. kick is up, and it's just drilled through the center. So advantage Corona. These kickers are loving it. Prime time. It's coming to Bears Sports Shop in St. Charles this Tuesday as Bears Sports Shop presents the PMC Shooting Sports Safety Express. The huge PMC Shooting Semi will pull into the Bears Sports Shop bright and early Tuesday morning and remain all day. PMC Factory Reps will be on hand. Bears Sports Shop this Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the heart of downtown St. Charles, just seven miles north. Just think. Well, here we go. Corona just scores first. 13 to 10. The Cavaliers lead it here in overtime. So Corona's held to a field goal on their possession. It'll be Chessonine's turn to try to knock it in from the 10. We have fans that are in their cars and vehicles lined up on Kingsley Street. Trying to get a view of what is happening here. I'm sure they have it tuned to the castle. Chessonine going to go out of the gun. Two wideouts on the right side, one left. There's a draw up the middle. It goes to Weisenberger, and he gets a couple, but it's stacked up by the front wall. Don Skodak was there. Also, Marty Jandick stuffing the hole there, and uh, Nathan Lefevre. Front up, 13-10 here in overtime. Chessonine now with their chance, and Alden again limping even more noticeably now. Limps until he has to run the ball. He's got two wideouts on each side of the field. One back, Corf beside him. Alden to take the snap. Takes it. Here's the draw play up the middle again. The ball carrier out in the open for a moment. Takes a shot. That was Corf. And he takes it down to the five-yard line. Third and goal coming up from the five. Chesanine trailing front of by three here in overtime. What a whale of a game. We're about five after the 10 o'clock hour tonight. Sports Forum going to be getting underway a little late. If you have to talk high school football or anything at all, you're going to want to get on those lines and get on them early as soon as we wrap this one up. 13-10. Here's the snap shotgun. Alden rolling left. Looking to the end zone. Throws one up. Incomplete. It was intended for Guerrero. Clough was there covering. Alden threw that one against his body. Let's see. Again, field goal time. We may be looking at double overtime. Bishop coming in the ball game, putting the shoe on. Well, he forced the overtime with a field goal. He kicked a 20-yard field goal with two seconds on the clock to send this one into OT. Now he's going to kick it from the right hash mark with the wind at his back. Crenna calls a time. No, Chesedine calls a timeout. They want to let Bishop rest a little bit and get ready for this big kick. Wow, you know, this game had a lot of sloppiness and wasn't 
I would say, perfectly played at all early on. But, boy, it's uh, kicked up the intensity and excitement level here late, hasn't it? How gutsy would a fake field goal be right here? <laughs> I don't think we'll see that, but, boy, how gutsy would that be? Chris McMillan saying, go for the fake. I like it. No, I'm just presenting the possibility. Yeah, I know, I know. They're going to kick it. They're going to kick it, and uh, we'll see. He is going to have to kick it from the right hash mark. And I think maybe a good timeout by Coach Zappin, too, to let his starting center and kicker get a little breather so he doesn't have to rush out there and boot this one. Let's see if Corona can put any kind of rush on him, too. The wind is at the back of the kickers. So it'll be Bishop attempting it out of the hold of Justin Schneider. Brent Haney will snap the ball. There's a snap. It's down. Bishop kicks it up. Looks pretty good from here. The referee agree agrees right down the center. And we've got double overtime coming to you here from Corona. I'm with you, Ted. Okay, buddy. James Hessian and Joseph Barkas, attorneys at law, 202 North Saginaw Street in St. Charles, specialize in family law, personal injury, and asbestos litigation. Injured? You need a session with Hessian. Call them at 865-8298. The entire staff at Hessian and Barkas, Candy, Stacy, Christy, Cherry, Diana, Amy, and Bill say, hey, dogs, losing is not an option. Winning is the law. The dogs won tonight, didn't they? I think the dogs did win, and uh, a session with Hessian sounds pretty good, doesn't it? If you need no, it. No, I don't want that. I was going to say, if you need it. <laughs> well, we got to score a touchdown here. I mean, not we. I mean, somebody here has got to score a touchdown. Getting tired of all this field goal stuff. Nice recovery. <laughs> no, I, I really meant somebody. I meant we as a game. We, need a, we need a TD We need a board, touchdown. Right? This is field goal somebody. stuff. This ain't soccer. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The kickers are doing the job. Uh, David Graham kicked a field goal at the end of the first half to give the Cavaliers a 10-7 first half lead. Jonathan Bishop kicked one through from 20 yards out at the end of regulation. And both Graham and Bishop connected with field goals in the first overtime session. Let's check back in and see if we have some more finals to report. Uh, yes, we do. It's 8-2. to Detroit over Dallas. Brett Hull with a hat trick in exhibition action. Ooh, all right. 8. 8-2. Cuj Cujo must have had a good game, too. I'm sure we'll be probably chatting with uh, Mike G sometime in the proceedings tonight. Of course, Bartman will be uh, rocking and rolling solo. Oh, maybe the Rhino will be there. Oh, we'll still be playing. But heck, it's going to be probably... We'll still be kicking field goals at 11. to 11 by the time I get there <laughs> at the earliest. So get them stacked up tonight. Help the boys out. Sports Forum. Talk about this game if you want. But what a heck of a night. Corona will get their hands back on the ball again. Tied at 13 in overtime. With Chris McMillan, I'm Ted Fatale. Hope you're enjoying this one wherever you may be listening. Out of the eye. From the 10, first and goal. Clough looking to throw. A little pass over the middle. Burns catches it. Touchdown, Corona on the slant to Matt Burns. What a great throw by Kyle Clough. Pros don't throw it any better than that. Good coverage, just a pinpoint pass on the little looking slant. Well, the 
all-important extra point now coming up here for Corona. First down slant pass to Matt Burns. Should be an all-league receiver in the Mid-Michigan Conference this year. He's caught everything that has come his way this entire season. Here's the snap. The ball's put down by Stride. The kick up by Graham, and it is good. So in a second overtime here tonight, Corona has taken a seven-point lead over the Indians. 20-13. Chesanine now has a chance for their opportunity here in the second session. When you think insurance, call the insurance number 723-3011. That's Oaks Insurance, your auto owner's agent and more. If it can be insured, Oaks will insure it. They're a proud corporate sponsor of high school sports heard here on the castle. Well, if you're Chesedine, Chris, you think you have to go to the air, what do you do? What do I do? You know you got to score a touchdown. Well, you got a quarterback that's really hobbling out there. It makes it tough to have a passing game. I think if you do pass, you maybe don't want him to roll out. Maybe that would be the thing. Just try to keep him there in the pocket if you can and run patterns that he doesn't have to roll out. I haven't seen a lot of that, though, in the attack. The last time last time they had the ball, they ran two straight draws, which tells you you got a quarterback that's hobbled. Mm -hmm. He's gutting it out, though, baby. So it's Chesedine trailing 20-13 to 13 to Corona. We're in our second overtime here on the Castle. First and goal, Alden over center. He'll run the option to the right. The pitch almost picked off. A block on the side, and it's going to be a clip as uh, Guerrero got the back of John Stodak, and that one is going to be a big penalty. Alden barely got that pitch to Weisenberger. But it's going to be an illegal block coming up here on Chesanine, and you know the Cavaliers are going to take that penalty. Yeah, it's big time. That's a big hurt on a Chesney offense that's struggling as it is. Well, remember, they have had some big plays. Remember in that final drive in the fourth quarter, they had a fourth down and a long and completed that big pass over the middle that enabled them to kick that field goal to tie the game. So they have been a team that has overcome it tonight. But they move the ball back now to the 21-yard line. So it's first and goal, Chesney from the 21 of Corona. Cavaliers lead it 20-13 to 13 here in the second overtime session. Alden again on the shotgun, trips on the far side, has time, looks over the middle, the pass is up, it's knocked away, incomplete, intended for Guerrero. John Skodak was there along with Mitch Blouch and John Stride. Tyler threw that ball well. Yeah. No problem there setting up the foot. Nope. Tell you what, his offensive line, you got to give these boys some credit. They have given him protection back there. He's, you ever notice how he catches that shotgun snap and kind of flips the ball yeah, over a couple times? That's, that's cool, Ted. It is kind of cool. <laughs> and he's had time. So the offensive line doing a good job. Alden now, again out of the shotgun. Three wide receivers on the far side. Two this way. Alden with the empty backfield. Second and goal from the 21. Looking left. Throws one up the middle. It's up, and it is uh, incomplete. Oh, Corona had a chance for the interception that would have ended it. But it was incomplete. Nathan Lefevre knocked that one away. So it'll be third and goal. Chesanine calls the timeout. Third and goal from the 21. We're in double over.
overtime. Toronto leads it over Chesapeake, 20-13, right here, live on Z92.5. CenturyTel provides a complete line of communication solutions for your home or business, from local exchange, long-distance internet, and now featuring high-speed DSL internet access. CenturyTel. CenturyTel dials up high speed, and so do the Indians and the Cavaliers. All right, let's see what's happening. We've got a final. DeWitt 41, Hazlitt 34. All right, so DeWitt stays undefeated in the Ingham County League. By the way, Bartman, has the Rhino made it back from St. Charles? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Did we get a final on that game? No. All right. He took off at halftime. Gotcha. So we still would like that final on the St. Charles game, but they were pretty well in control. Well, here we go. Third and goal from the 21-yard line. Chesedine with the ball, trailing Corona by seven here in overtime session number two. Tyler Alden again with the three wideouts on the far side. Two this way, out of the gun. Standing there solo, has time, throws one up. It's in the air. Oh, Chesedine player playing safety that time. Knocked it away, trying to draw an interference call. The referees had nothing with that one. Good call by the refs. Kyle Clough actually had position. But Weisenberger tried to jump into him. Pretty smart heads-up play. Yeah, pretty smart heads-up play, but it's not something you want to continue arguing about because it was obviously... Yeah. Well, here we go. It's all down to fourth down. Fourth down and goal. Chesanine has it at the 21. This is it, folks. Run up by seven. We're in the second overtime. Alden fires it. It's up in the air. It's tipped. It's incomplete. It's over. Corona wins it in double overtime and has dethroned Chesanine. 20 to 13. What a contest here in front of a huge crowd in Corona. Couple more quick spots from our advertisers and we'll give you the final recap. We welcome Owasso Tractor Parts as a new sponsor. When you need tractor parts, there's simply no better source than Owasso Tractor Parts for big farm and industrial machinery. They either have the parts you need in stock or they can locate them on their national parts locator. Even the hardest to find parts. Visit their website, www.owassotractorparts.com. Owasso Tractor Parts, owned by Bob Bumgrass, 6990 West M21, five miles west of Owasso. What a game, ladies and gentlemen. The final 20 to 13, Corona wins it in the first half. Even Steven. A one-yard sneak by Tyler Alden in the first quarter and a 14-yard Kyle Clough run. It was a 7-7 score after one after the PATs by Jonathan Bishop and David Graham. Corona's David Graham kicked a field goal with four seconds to go in the first half to make it a 10-7 Corona lead at the half. And then the game came right down to the final two seconds of regulation. Chesanine on fourth down. Fourth down from the six-yard line. Decided to go for the field goal, and Jonathan Bishop felt no pressure and kicked it straight through from 20 yards out to send the game into our first overtime. There was matching field goals in OT, a 25-yarder by David Graham and a 20-yarder by Jonathan Bishop tied it up after one OT at 13-13. And then uh, in the second overtime of the first play from scrimmage, Kyle Clough found his favorite receiver, Matt Burns, who had a great night for the score on the slant. 
PAT was good by Graham. And after that, the Cavaliers held Chesanine four straight times, helped out by a holding penalty, but they held on for the win and pick up victory number five and now remain undefeated. How do those final stats look there, partner? Well, there wasn't a lot of offense tonight. Cavaliers struggled offensively, ran about 29 times for just 115 yards. Kyle Clough did come up big when he had to. He completed 10 of 27 passes for over 100 yards. Indians on the other side ran the ball 40 times tonight for 154 yards. They struggled in that passing game just 3 out of 21 for just over 100 yards, Ted. Well, great performance by both teams. I'll tell you what, you can tell it was two class programs going head-to-head, but the final score again, Corona wins it 20-13 in double overtime. For Chris McMillan, I'm Ted Fattel saying so long, everybody. I'll be talking to you in just a little bit when I make my way back to the castle, but in the meantime, get ready for Extreme FM Sports Talk, the sports forum right around the corner. So long, and thank you again for listening. Bad boy himself, the barman.